Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. All right, who's ready to roll? Who is ready to roll? I want to see a show of hands because I'm ready to roll. I want to see a show of hands from people in the chat room. I want a hand emoji up like you're in school. I want to see the hands up. Give me the hands up that we're ready to roll today on this hump day. D Gun's ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Xander, our producer, is ready to roll. Barrett will be soon if he ever gets out of traffic. He'll be ready to roll, too. We are ready to get after it. Gunner, what's up, my man? Man, how you doing today? You look like you dressed for uh, November, December, dude. <laughs> what in the world? Because I'm in the, the frozen tundra of the of the Ellis studio, which is... Uh, oh, man. If, Gunner, if I didn't dress like this, you'd see, like... Uh, like um, you know, frog, what do they call like in the in the in the caves? Those things that form those uh, 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 icicles. Not yeah, icicles. But what's the other? Oh God, drawing uh, like wait. Uh, you know what I mean? Like stalactites and stalagmites, like forming out of it's freezing. Is what I'm trying to say. All right, long story short. <laughs> As oh, I just goodness. come on, man. You gotta throw out, man. I love it. I see all the hands. I see hand you, James. There we I go. See come you, on, Gigi. get those hands I see up. You, TL. I see you, Andrew. Let's go. Come on, Chris. Come on, Drew. Come on, Showtime. Yeah, get those hands up. Get Let's the go. Hands up. We're all ready today. We're all air high-fiving each other because we're ready to roll <laughs> on this Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube network, oh, as I can't goodness. even figure out words at this point, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, what 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 host does it? I, you don't need words when you're the host of a show. Anyway, so good to be hanging out with you guys uh, today, oh, as always. We love, we get to talk sports, man. That's the bottom line. And Derek, so how was your day? You have a good night last night? You have a good day? Calm day? Because I didn't have a great morning. I will get to that in a second. Um, how, how are you? Let's see. How would I, how would I describe it? Yeah, I had, a, I had a pretty good evening, a relaxing okay. evening. For doing some honeydew list. Um, you know, we're, um, you know we, we, I've been talking about my deck, uh, patio deck all summer. So the final stage of it okay. is having the uh, awning or what is called pergola put on top of one section of it. Right. Now, my wife bought this thing about, month ago and it's been sitting in the garage this thing is heavy when it's assembled it's like four or five hundred pounds so i've been trying to is find somebody much? to do it. oh yeah those things are heavy man Whoa. um so i've been trying trying to uh find somebody to put you know and so finally found a company that's going to do it's going to cost me more than i want to pay but this friday they're going to send out two guys to install it yeah. you know i told my wife i said so that's it that's the last stage though everything that's else the is- last stage everything right. else is done and my son and I, my son-in-law and i we put these um uh, solar lights on uh, it. Uh, there's 13 of them. It's strategic I have points. Yeah. You know, on the they're deck. Good. Yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you got to change the triple. Now, like my neighbors, he went to full. My neck, well, my neighbor who redid did his patio deck, he's a contractor. So, him and his his, his friends, they did it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, he had the lights 
that are built into the rails, you know. So like you oh, flip a switch in the house, awesome. yeah, you know, it's like nice. I, I, I can't, I ain't paying. That's, that's that. different level, man. That's a you different know? level. Yeah. So then I went over and I looked at this deck. I said, "Oh man, this is cool." So I lied to you. So the awning or the pergola is the second last phase. Oh. The last phase will be I'm having a guy come out because my I looked at my my neighbor's patio deck, and what he did was he had um, uh, plugs put into the flooring of his deck. So they cut out a square and they put the uh, sockets in the floor and it has a cover over so they don't, they're waterproof. So I said, Oh, that's pretty sweet. Well, here's the thing. So my, my, my oldest daughter's husband, his uncle who lives next door to him owns an energy company. So he's sending out a couple of electricians to save me some money. It's going to cost nice. me to save me some money. Okay. So I want to have three or four put in on the floor. Because we were initially thinking we're going to have to go through the wall. Yeah. But then they said, no, no, no. Here's what you do. My, my neighbor, the contractor, said, no, no, no. You run them through the floor. They run the wiring under the deck. Yep. You hit your breaker box right in your garage. You're good. I said, what a premonition. Sign me up, man. Let's go. I I'm like, like it. what? Instead of having somebody bore a hole through my wall, going through nah, the basement you don't and want all this stuff. You know. No, because you know what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. get a monsoon rain one day. All of a sudden, you got a water running down the wall in your basement. Exactly. No. I'll tell you so, what was cool. Like speaking of that, like having that in the in the you know the floor of your deck. Mm-hmm. I when I went to a, a Phillies Cubs game. This was probably eight nine years ago, somewhere around there. And we right. went. We did the rooftop seats, right. Right. which are right. technically not in the ballpark, but they're right there. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So the setup's unbelievable, right? I'm thinking yep. you're out on like somebody's deck, like and that's all it is. No, it's it's cool, man. It's really cool. But mm. one of the really interesting features they had when you're in the inside part, like there's right. like a bar and a grill for food and all that. It's it's great, right? Right, right. In the floor, they have TVs in the floor. What? Yeah. So you're sta- They have them, you know, above the, the the grill and the bar as well. Right. But right. you you can be standing there, like you're standing up, and you're just kind of like looking down. Yeah, there's like four or five little TV monitors in the floor. I've never seen that before. I've Isn't never that cool? seen that either. It's I cool. see, it, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, it was very where'd different. You, where'd you see this? This was at a Phillies-Cubs game rooftop seats inside. Like, there's an inside park and part, and then there's an out. Think like if you're in like a club suite or something like that. You have the right, inside right. part and the outside part. The inside part where they have the there's like I said there's a bar there's a grill there's a yeah, bathroom yeah. and all that they have they have the TV monitors in the in the floor, which is pretty well, cool. Well, let's see. I have the grills. You may have just given me a new idea. See that? Yes, you're not done. You're never going to be done, man. Wow. You are never going to be. Done. Hey, look, my wife got everything she wanted on this patio deck. I should get something out of this deal. <laughs> something. I, Everything right? that's done is done because of the way she wanted it done. You could sit there and watch your sports, man, just looking down at the de- – I think you got to make it happen, man. Now, next week I'm going to send you – because now, you know, also I got to move – so I guess I'm not – so I got to move one of the uh, cameras that we have. We have cameras all the way around the house outside. Yeah. So now because of this pergola is going to block, block where the camera is outside my patio deck, I'm going to have to move it. it to another spot in the deck. So That's not a big deal. Technically, there's three things that still need to be done. The pergola – Getting extra plugs, you know, a bunch of people over, you know, you got one, I got one outlet already in the wall, but it only has two plugs. No, you need so more if I can that. put them on the floor, yeah, you know, you... when we have 10, 12, 15 people, you yeah. know, hey, you want to plug in? You don't have yeah. to keep going in and out of the house. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. You know, yeah, you, you'll make so, that happen. You'll make that happen. All right. So it's I a good spent... tax deduction also, by the way. Oh, look at you. Uh, I spent, so I, I, uh, 
I'm pretty decent with keeping up with my my cars, you know, making sure, hey, it's it's been yep. however yep. many miles, and because that's the key to like, you know, maintenance is the key, man. You you, you don't keep up with stuff, it, it will catch you. Trust oh, me. Oh my goodness. So, um, I, I this time I was a little bit lax, but I, but I you know I know all right, I got to get this thing in. I got I, it was a basic oil change service kind yep. of deal, nothing major, right? So I'm like, man, I've been neglecting this thing. All right, let me bite the bullet. I called there when we got off the air yesterday. Right. Right. Call my place. Hey, do you do walk up stuff? Yeah. Yeah. We do walk ups. Just first come first serve. Okay. What time? Seven 30. Okay. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. So if I hear that, I know, all right, man, I'll be the first one there. Right. So I got there. Like it was like, I, I pulled up like seven 23. Okay? okay. Okay. So I pull, they're not open yet. It's I'm, I'm early seven minutes before the, you know, they open up the doors. So I, I'm, I'm the first one. There was like, after that, like two or three cars pulled up behind me. Right. So I, I'm thinking this is going to be pop, pop, see you in and out. Go in. Everybody's great. All right. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're, you know, as soon as we're done, you're, you're good. Right. So I, I'm prepping the show. I have my laptop. I'm doing, you know, taking my notes and all that good stuff. So, you know, I, I'm not even thinking about it for like an hour and a half. Uh, so at this point it's it's you know nine ish like eh, all right still not done no big deal keep sure. cracking stuff out try, sure. try to book guests so it gets to be like nine forty five and I'm like oh no this has been pretty long and I and so and by the way the people there were great like like two of the guys recognized me I knew this watch our watch sports take okay they're awesome so I just said to it it was another guy I'm like hey. Not for nothing. I I was like the first one here, and it's yeah. just an oil change. Is there something else going on? I get that if there's an issue with the engine, it's gonna you know whatever. Yep. Uh, and this is a this is a different guy that I initially checked in with. All right. Well, what what time were you here? I said I was I was first. I was the first one in line here because I actually I'm sorry. I, I so I had walked outside okay. and I saw my car wasn't even in the bay yet. No. Yeah. So I said. Hey, I was I was first in line, and my car's still sitting like right there. Can you tell me what's going on here? Like, what, what's happening? And he says, "Well, describe first. I'm like, describe first. I said I was waiting for the door to open. When you opened the door, I pulled my car in. It's first come, first serve. Correct? Oh, my oh, God. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he he was. I, I didn't love his attitude. He wasn't like over the top bad. So I'm like. I, I'm at a time crunch here, man. Like we, we got to kind of pick this up. I'm seeing people who came in behind me are done for same, for the same service. Did they have an appointment? No, no, we, none of us did. We all, it was all, okay. we were all, in all the first, first come, first, first serve. serve kind of that, deal for that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, lo and behold, then like 15 minutes later, I'm done. But if I had never said anything, Derek, I think my car would have just continued to sit out there. So I was, uh, oh my I wasn't goodness. a super happy camper uh, with my experience today, but I used it. I used my time. You know, yeah. in a good way. I, I, you know, anyway, but not too bad. I, I, I got one better than that for you. Yeah. So this summer, you know, my wife's car has uh, about 112, 114,000 miles on it, right? Yeah. So ever since my kids have been old enough to drive, I preach, I preach to my family one thing. Never let your car get below a quarter tank of gas. And always just look at the little sticker right there above your, 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 your steering wheel. And so, you know, when you need an oil change now, when you get a car over a hundred thousand miles, you got to watch this stuff a little bit yeah, closer. You, Hans, same, I, I've been there, done that. I'm with you. I, yep. I, I go out, I go out and look at my wife's car. I'm driving it. And I realize she's almost 5,000 miles over 
what she should have done. Okay. Oh, yeah. You laugh. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. So, so she's over here talking about, oh, my goodness. Uh, You're so, airing uh, the dirty laundry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm like, what are you thinking? She goes, well, that's your job. You're supposed to check it. I don't drive your car. All you it. have to do is tell me, and I'll take care of the rest. That's all you have to do is tell me when you're over. So I call my mechanic, take the car to my mechanic shop, right, that the guy I normally use. Um, he he fixes what he thinks is the problem. Not so my, my daughter and I, we go to pick it up. Car won't start. Oh, no. So I'm thinking, wait a minute. I drove a car in here that starts. Now the car won't start. So my mechanic called him at, home, at his house. They said, well, they'll check it out. They keep the car for three weeks, and then he tells me we don't have the tools to fix what's wrong with it. Three weeks, it sits on their lot. Three weeks. And then you don't have the tools you. to fix it. Now, now mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fuming now. Man. So he tells me, you know, you need to take it to a Dodge dealer, um, which I do. Right. And I get it to the Dodge dealer, and they tell me you know, everything that's wrong, okay? I'll text you and tell you what I paid for it because I, I, I got to the point where I said, okay, well, if one of these is wrong, then I want you to change them all because I want this car to be able to run because especially now that I'm traveling back and forth football season, I don't yeah. want to get her stuck somewhere on the road. Yeah. But it cost me more than I thought I was going to have to pay for it. Yeah. And, and I'll text you to figure. I'm not going to say yeah. it here. But all I ask is look at the sticker. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But her response to me was, well, that's your responsibility. <laughs> like, I love it. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh God! All right, so I want to uh, hit you. I want to hit you with this, and we're, we're going to get into our. Uh, we have Mike Sealski at one o'clock, Derek. Yep, we have. Yep. We're going to dive into Jonathan Gannon, the whole debate about Jonathan Gannon at twelve thirty. And Mike wrote about uh, Jonathan Gannon today as well. Um, and we'll talk some Phillies. They won again. Let Bailey Falter has been a godsend for that team. The, the guy has been unbelievable for them, filling in for Zach Wheeler. But the Eagles and we look. The Eagles play Monday night, and I, I get during the season. Right. It's great to have that extra day that just to man, you Absolutely. can rest up and Absolutely. you're all beat up. I, I like, I totally get it. They're not practicing today. Oh, no, I, I don't get that. I, like, I this is on the heels of a really soft camp. And, and, and on Sunday, a team that wasn't very fundamental in terms of tackling and some execution. And they're not back on the practice field today. I don't get it, man. And, and they had yesterday off also. Yeah, correct. Yeah, the usual so, Tuesday. That's right. the way it almost always works. You right. get treatment on Monday, Monday you yep. film, and then Tuesday, you're off. Go unwind, go disconnect. And then a lot of times on Tuesday, a lot of the guys will have a, get a massage, the soft tissue massage. They get those uh, deep, soft soft tissues massages to the point players have told me, man, some of these masseuses bring tears to the eyes because they need, they need them so, so hard. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, they say it's painful, but by Wednesday, they feel like a new person again. Right. Right. But why are you giving them two days off when you have so much to do? I, your I your defensive that. coordinator came out and said, we we got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not going to hit in practice, obviously. You know, especially in the hindsight of you losing one of your starters, Derek Barnett, for the season. So you're not going to hit. You're not going that. But I'm, I, I would imagine they at least went in for a film session. I would have to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they at least went in for film session. Right. But you got to get out and do – if nothing – why are you not working on the cardio? Get out there and run a few laps. Something. Anything. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I You know, it's it's strange to me. I, and maybe some of this is CBA driven if you're if you're playing on Monday night. I, I you, There's always – you always have to look a little bit deeper sometimes in the things. But, yeah, it's uh, – it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I just don't understand it, Derek. I really, it, really don't. 
And you know what else is, is, is somewhat, I have to chuckle at this. Usually by Wednesday is when people move on from the game that was played to start focusing on the next game. <clears throat> you still have a lot of people out there in social media talking about certain entities should be fired from the Eagles organization. They got to do this. And they're still harping on what they did in the past instead of focusing on what's coming up yeah. in the immediate future, which is a much better opponent on paper than oh, the Detroit Lions were. Agreed. Uh, and I think it's like, man, people just can't get off of what they – they're happy the team won, obviously, compared to some other teams out there that got shocked in the first week of the NFL season. But they're still unhappy. There's more unhappiness out there with some of the things that they saw, especially on defense. Yeah, and I think, look, when you only play 17, football is the most overreactive sport that there is, hands down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's just general, and it's always been that way. It'll always yep. be that way. Yep. But especially week one, Derek, when you have such a buildup and you, there's so much anticipation for oh, that my game, goodness. right? And then it finally happens. And, and yes, I, I mean, ultimately, the takeaway should be they won, okay? They escaped. Yep. They got out of how Whatever it is, they won on the road. Exactly, to the exactly. But because it's week one and you want everything to look perfect and this is I, – I could project this way, I think there's even more built-in overreaction for week one, right? I, and I think – I'll give you one more factor I think that's involved. Because they made so many moves on the defensive side with big-time yep. you know, yep. names, I think we all thought, whoa, man, this is going to look so different than last year. And, you know, frankly, that side of the ball was disappointing. It's hard to kill the offense when you when you put up 31. I know they got seven Absolutely. on the big six. Absolutely. But the offense, for the most part, did pretty well. Uh, you know, they got to protect Hurts better, but for the most part, did pretty well. Defense did not, and it didn't look improved from last year in a lot of ways. Well, well, as I said on yesterday's show, when you put that many new components into a defense and you have – the limited amount of game reps that they played together in the preseason, it's going to take a little while to gel for, for guys point. to get on the same page, yeah. you know, in terms of uh, understanding the little nuances from each guy on the back end of a defense, especially, um, but they escaped and they'll learn from that. There's too much talent on that defense for them to be letting a team like Detroit walk down the field on you and get back in the game when you should have put your foot on their throat and taken them out of the game. Jared Goff is not Matthew Stafford. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not He's not one of those guys, you know. Um, and he, as we saw for three consecutive series, when they did ramp up the heat on him, he's throwing the ball, overthrowing the ball, underthrowing the ball, just throwing the ball so he didn't take an unnecessary hit. And then you let up on him. You let them mm -hmm. back in the game. They went back to the running game. They were trapping you up and down the field. They kept running the same trap plays, and you couldn't stop it. You have four guys, four beef eaters in that D-tackle position in, in particular, and you let them run up and down the field on you? Yeah. DeAndre Swift, a buck 44. What did they have, 161 total, total yep. yards rushing? That's, that's unacceptable. Exactly. It's unacceptable. Yeah. I agree with you. Listen, I agree with you 100%. It's, and that's, that's why – Look, people went in with major doubts to begin with with Gannon. And, right. and look, you know me. I've been very positive when it comes to yep. him. Yep. But when you go in with that built-in doubt, you see a team that added name players to that side of the ball, and you get that kind of performance after such a long wait and anticipation, mm -hmm. this is what you get. Now, is it fair? No. Do we overreact? Yes. But that's yes. part of fandom, and it's part of passion that people – I would much rather, Derek, that people overreact and be like, Right. I don't know. I, whatever. Who cares? Apathy's, we won the game. We won the game. Apathy's deadly. Yeah, apathy is deadly. It well, really I think is. I think football is so unique, more so than any other sport, because you play so few games. Right. You have you have a seven to eight day window to gloat or to fume 
about what happened, what did not happen, yeah. you know, and you get jacked up for the next game that's coming as well. Whereas, in, you know, basketball, baseball, hockey, you got a game every other night or back-to-back games, so you don't have time to dwell on yeah, what happened right the night before. Yeah. You're, right, you're right back at it. So that's the beauty of football, man. It's it's like a feeding frenzy, you know, and especially yeah. when you're playing a divisional opponent that's coming up or a big game like Monday night. A your team, game. Yeah. yeah, your team is on national TV Monday night. Fucking Aikman, man. They they you got the uh, yeah, the A team. Yeah, you got the Absolutely. A team broadcasting the game. Yeah, you know this is for positioning because we assume both teams are playoff teams. This is for positioning, um, in in terms of head to head competition, you know. And so now, hopefully by tomorrow, everybody's like already throwing logs in the fire for what's to come Monday night. Yeah, I, I, look, and I I would be very surprised. That you, this will pain you to hear. I'll be very surprised if Minnesota's not a playoff team. I think they're, I, they're I agree. Oh, I yeah. agree. I you know, but but I like I do like to stick it to my brother every now and then. I know because That's of Minnesota's us. past history. Yeah, yeah. but I, I got I got to ask you this though. Yeah, the Gannon is the Gann wagon back in the barn yet? No, did you put it back in the barn? The service on the Gann wagon is going to take longer than I had to sit through this morning, Derek, to get mm-hmm. my car taken. Mm-hmm. We, there's some more updates that we're working on. We're doing diagnostics okay. Okay. right now. Okay? All right. Okay. We're going to get it by Friday. I feel yeah. good by Friday. This bad boy is going to be some momentum down the road. We're going to be making some moves. So, okay. Um, so good. So you didn't uh, put the wagon in the barn. You didn't put the padlock on it. Yet. No, no, not yet. No, 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 no. We're not there. We're okay. Not there. All right. No, no, all no. right. The game okay. wagon is still just needed some, a couple tune ups. It happens. It's okay. all, right. Okay. all right. We'll be fine. Um, all right. So <laughs> we're going to do this every Wednesday. Cause Wednesday I think yep. is the perfect day to do it. Cause you have I enough agree. time to soak in a couple of days after yep. the games. Right. And then, then now we're looking ahead a little bit. Top 10 power rankings for the NFL. Yep. Okay. And this is, uh, to me, I always do these like a combo effort. Mm-hmm. It's based off of what I saw. Yep. But it's also based off of, okay, that team may be really good, but had a bad game. That team may there have really stepped up, but I'm not there totally buying it. All right. So go. it's a combo. Um, you want to you give your uh, your shot here first? You want to work your way up from 10? You want uh, You want me to do all 10 or do you want me to? Uh, <laughs> well, right, let, do you why don't do you do, do your 10? through six and then okay. i'll do my 10 through six. Ten through six okay yeah at um at number 10 i'm checking in with the saints okay uh Three the reason six. being when i look at how they played that game a divisional game against atlanta uh first game of the season you know saints offense with all that firepower couldn't do nothing for almost three go for three quarters and then all of a sudden the light switch went on with Jameis winston in the fourth quarter and he had back-to-back drives where he went 11 of 12 and yep. threw two touchdown passes to Michael Thomas. He did. There's just there's just too much talent on that team for them to play the Atlanta Falcons the way they played them. But again, first game of the season, as we saw, a lot of upsets, a lot of shocking games, you know, mm-hmm. from the Giants to the Steelers to the Seattle game. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Number nine is for me is Baltimore. Mm. Baltimore, because uh, they're going to have problems running the football until they find a definitive running back. But I tell you what, Lamar Jackson was slinging it. He was. You know, he he threw three touchdowns. He was dealing. And that defense is still pretty good. You know, even though they're taking a hit on the offense, the defense is uh, is going to take a hit. Number eight. Number eight, believe it or not, Rob, I I put the Eagles. I put the Eagles at number eight. Okay. That offense is going to be a problem for a lot of people. The defense has to catch up to speed. Keep your fingers crossed that the defense can't catch up to speed. As good as that offense is, I don't want to see this offense having to score 30, 35 points a game for them to win games because they're going to be in some games. Believe it or not, when you think about how bad the Giants were last year, look at how low scoring the games were against the Giants, especially the second game. The Giants won. 
Yep. You know, so they're going to be in some low-scoring games, and, and, and the defense is going to have to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. So I put the Eagles at number eight. Number seven, I put Cincinnati. Now, Ooh, Joe, okay. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow had the worst turnover margin of his career. Probably the worst game he's ever played in his yeah. life, Derek, at any level. He had five turnovers. Yeah. Uh, four interceptions. He was sacked seven times, which contributed to those interceptions. Um, and they never should have got that extra point blocked. They should have won the game in regulation. And that guy's so, a phenomenal kicker. That was a no total question. breakdown. Uh, total their, breakdown their, there. Their, their front, yeah. But when you look at – and the problem is they got to fix the offensive line. We were giving them all kind of accolades about spending a lot of money yep. to fix that offensive line, which which got him sacked, what, 50 times last year? Yeah, he got killed. And he got sacked seven in the first game already. Yeah. So It's not fixed. The, no. it, it either e- no. They need to figure something out because that – that formula will get him killed. We talk about Hurts no getting question. hurt. No Burrow won't last. Question. Burrow will not last. Yep. But they have too much firepower. Running yep. game, passing game, defense. So right. they're gonna get. They're gonna figure it out. My number sixteen. I'm taking a heart. I'm taking a heart a check here, Rob, because it pains me to say this. <laughs> Checking in at number six right now for me is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota man, they look pretty good on paper against yep. the Packers. You know, and I will say this: if Christian Watson hadn't dropped their 75-yard touchdown in the first Changes the whole game. game. Changes yep. the whole complexion. But the bottom line is, Minnesota looks good on defense. They look good on offense. So those are my first six. Okay. I like – actually, I like it. And, again, okay. it's a combo of – yes, yep. like, like the Bengals are a great example. Played yep. horribly. But yep. probably not who they are. It takes – and that's the other thing you really have to guard against is that first week is just goofy. It's it, just it always goofy, is. Man. Always is. Yeah, there's always weird stuff. Uh, all right. So all right. I go – uh, number ten, I'm I'm throwing okay. the pack at ten. Now I think okay. this is gonna they're gonna climb real quick. I Derek, the only reason I have them there, right? One, I I really need somebody to become Rogers' go to guy, right? And, and, and that he gets super comfortable with, and they have that chemistry. I need to see that. I also didn't like really the way the defense played. I, they didn't no. give a ton up, but no. man, like. You knew going in, and Jefferson hurts everybody, but you can't let him destroy you the way that they did. He's running wide open across the middle yeah. of the field, and, and they got too much talent on their defense for that to happen. Now, I do like what Aaron Rodgers said, in, in, and I said this early uh, in the week when we talked about the game on Monday. Aaron Rodgers said, have patience. Just yeah. have patience. Because he now has, instead of it just being the Devontae Adams show, he has several options now. And, you know, Alan Lazard, he claims, is going to be the next Devontae Adams. And I've told you guys this time and time again, when you look at a Green Bay team, the one thing they have done consistently as a team is they find these middle-of-the-road wide receivers and turns yeah. them into pro bowlers. They're good developers. Yes. Now, Alan Lazard had had to play, play understudy to Devontae yeah. Adams all these years. Now it's his time. He didn't play the first game. This kid, Christian Watson, and this other kid, Romeo Dopes, they can flat-out fly. Yeah, I think they're going to be good. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get it. Yeah, they're gonna get it. Yeah, so, uh, so I have them there with it. That could change real fast. Yep. Um, okay, I have the Eagles at nine. Eagles at nine. Okay, I mean, look, the bottom line is they won. Um, I, I think, the, especially on offense, I think they will correct the, the the sort of jailhouse breaks that were happening that they couldn't control. I think yep. that scheming. I I just I think the offensive line is better than that, and and they still yep. were able to run the ball a ton. That's Absolutely. always going to be there for them. Absolutely. Um, so I think the you know defense, that's a wait and see. I gotta this is gonna be tough with, with this group. I, I just want to see my running backs more running the ball more than my quarterback. The quarterback, 
every game he's going to have to play the game that is presented to him. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's going to entail a lot of running. But every time he takes off, I'm holding my breath. He's very smart getting out of bounds, not taking the unnecessary shots. But as we talked about, there were too many times he gave up his body in the middle of the field, mm -hmm. and you had defenders diving on top of him like it was a fumble. Purpose. And then, of course, Tracy Walker took that unnecessary shot, and yeah. he caught him right in the face. Uh, luckily, he got up and kept playing the game, but I don't want to see him taking those shots. Well, that Derek, if, if he's – like, I'm comfortable with, like, 10, if it's 10 right. rushes. For him. Right. However right. it comes about, designed or not. 17 is just pushing it for me. All right. Yep. So uh Eagles at nine. at nine. Okay. okay. My eight is the Vikings. This is where I have Vikings, Minnesota. Okay. okay. Um I like a lot of what I saw, but he is still a rookie head coach. Yeah. Uh, there is still some questions at other spots with them. You know, I think the scary thing is Thielen didn't really get off. No, he um, didn't. You know, Cook was solid, but he wasn't spectacular. Right. It was really the Jefferson show. I think against a better team, you know, not that Green Bay's good, but I think as, as the season goes on, you're going to have to see a more diversified attack from Absolutely. them. Um, so I have them there. I okay. have the Rams at seven. Rams now, at again, seven. Okay. this is the defending champs, but I, I saw some things that were troubling in that game, Derek. Number one, <laughs> yep. they clearly miss Von Miller. Uh, the pass rush is just not there where it needs to be yet with them, even though they have some yep. real talent on that defensive line. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they also missed Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, Cup I got his, but you're asking that dude to do a lot every week. And you got to take some of that that burden off of him. Well, they so, never got Allen Robinson in the game. He did nothing. I mean, it, it was almost like Devontae Adams where he yes, was just exactly. like a total ghost, you know, throughout the game, which is crazy to me when you, you, you know, you're going to let, uh, they let Robert Woods, I get he was banged up, but Robert Woods was a really good receiver for them. You're going to let him Absolutely. go. And bringing Allen Robinson, you better you better get him going. All right, yep. so Rams there. I dropped the Dolphins in at six, Derek, and I'm not oh. a two believer like you. Ooh. However, that was an impressive game, and Ooh. you know New England was really never in it. And the thing that impressed me too was Miami's defense, which we don't really we're always focused on Tua and Mike McDaniel, but yeah. I like their defense. I like I think the defense by far outshined the offense, and the defense won that game for them. Yes, yeah, you know, and I'm, and, and I'm not a Tua fan, but you know me, I've been on record too many times saying I'm not a big Tua fan. Um, and they've got they've got firepower in offense, no question yeah. about it. Pass they game, do. running game, they got a good team overall. Yeah, but. You know, I, I couldn't put the Dolphins on my list yet. I just couldn't. Fair enough. Uh, I have the Chargers at five. I really liked what wait, I wait, saw. So, so you go, are you oh. going to give your whole top ten? No. Oh, I better stop. I'm at, Okay, <laughs> Dolphins at six. Now it's you. Sorry. I was getting too excited. Okay, so, okay. You're number up five. to number five. Yeah, recap right. your your ten through six real quick. Right. Go ten through six. Saints at number ten. Baltimore yep. number nine. Eagles eight. Cincinnati seven. Minnesota <laughs> Oh, it hurts me to say that. Minnesota <laughs> Marvin, number six. <laughs> Marvin. It's Fred Samuelson. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm yeah. coming to, come join, to join you, honey. You, honey. <laughs> yes, I want it hurt to say that. I know. Uh, at number five, it, number right. five, checking in with the Rams. They got their butts handed to them by the Buffalo Bills, who I think arguably is the best team in the NFL this year. No question about it. The Rams were not ready. As Barrett alluded, you know they're gonna have they got to fix that issue at the left tackle position. Um, the the the, the, the Raven, I mean uh, the Rams, even without Vaughn Miller. It's just too much talent on that team. Like a lot of teams that stumbled the first week, they're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. The Rams, to me, is still um, one of the top two, three best teams in the NFC. So I put the Rams at number five. Number four, Tampa Bay. That defense is still a monster. Tom Brady, I don't know what kind of elixir he's taken. At 45 years old, we knew he was going to dink and dunk his way down the field. That man can still air it out yeah. at 45 years old. Yeah, he can. 
mm-hmm. and he's got the weapons to get it done. I mean, Dallas is a mess right now. You know, maybe it was it was the storyline is one sided. The Tampa Bay is that team that's played together for a couple of years. You know, they went to a Super Bowl, should have got to a Super Bowl the second year, got got upset. But Tampa Bay is still that team. Number three to me is the Chargers. I put Chargers at number three. Khalil Mack said me getting three sacks was not good enough. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wait a minute. You took it to Derek Carr and all that offensive fire part of that, and that's not good. That Chargers defensive mindset is a little different right now. Yeah, Bosa on the other side of him, man. man. Bosa on one, one side, kill. Khalil Mack on the other side. They have much higher expectations. Justin Herbert is that dude. You know, yep. he's still young. He would, He's a gambler. He's going to make some mistakes. But, man, I tell you what, he's got weapons. He's got a running game. they got a great defense. Uh, I love where the Chargers are sitting right now. Number two is Kansas City. Oh, okay. After watching, after watching Mahomes throw the, and we, how many years have we seen this? The, he's out there playing playground football. Yeah, it's it's I, it's it's what he's what he makes look easy. My it's goodness. not easy. It's so no. hard to do at the highest level, and he makes it look easy. It's crazy how effortless he makes it look. My goodness, dude. He there's one play. He's running to his left, and his momentum's going to his left. He slings the ball like this in the middle of the field, yeah. hits the receiver right in the numbers. And he does that so effortlessly. And how many times have we seen Kansas City's version of a shovel pass? Well, they put a new wrinkle in the shovel pass oh, when uh, uh, who is the Hilaire scored on the touchdown. Yep. The, uh, shovel, every time they come up with a different version of a shovel pass, and I'm thinking everybody else does it so basically, mm-hmm. but he does it so effortlessly. And, you know, basically they put up 45 points in Arizona's backyard, yep. and they're saying, Tariq who? I know. You see what I'm I saying? So, yep. and as I said time and time again, they're going to make people forget about Tariq Hill because of Eric Bieniemy's offensive design. Yep. You know, everybody gets involved. Everybody has a purpose in that offense. And this is a team that can accidentally score 35 points a game and put so much stress on good defenses. There are not a lot of defenses that in this league that can keep up point for point with the Kansas City Chiefs. I like it, man. All right, number one. Number one. And then we get, then we get the big B's back. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's obvious who number one is. The Buffalo Bills, to me, are the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah. And what, what really got me was they were playing a defensive scheme with two or three rookies rotating in and out. They didn't even have the full complement of defensive weapons. Yeah. And they just basically put a beat down Ooh. on the Rams. And Josh Allen is out of his mind right now. To, he, right now, he has to be the odds-on MVP. Him and Patrick Mahomes yep. have to be the odds-on MVP favorites right, favorites right now. Sean McDermott has done an incredible job with that team overall. And that's why I think they're in prime position right now to be that team in the AFC to represent the Super Bowl and have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl. All right, hard to argue. So, Barrett, we're going through our our power rankings, uh, NFL wise. And Gunner just finished his ten. I did. I did ten through. Derek did ten through six. I did ten through six. Derek just finished his off. I'll finish mine, and then you can walk through your entire ten. Does that work? Works for me. All right. So I'll pick it up at five, guys. So uh, I go Chargers at five for. Derek, all the reasons you just stated. One thing to add about Herbert, there's a chance he gets to 10,000 yards this week. If he does, he ties Patrick Mahomes for the fastest to get to to 10,000 yards. That's great. That's great. Just to put it in perspective, how, how, you know, he's in Mahomes category uh, with the start of his career. I I put the Bucs at four. Um, I'm still a little concerned about the offensive line. Look, Parsons got a couple. Parsons is going to do that to everybody. Yep, so, yep. but I thought they held up better than I thought. But I need to see it over the longer haul before I totally buy in. But, but um, like I told you, you're not going to get to Brady. Brady's no, get getting the ball so out. Yeah. You're not getting to Brady. 
Yeah, it's so. amazing. I had the Ravens pretty high here uh, because, because I think this is a, like a, a steady climb. I, I think Lamar's on a mission. I do. Ooh, you okay. know, he knows what's at stake. I, I think he wants to prove some of the naysayers wrong that he can't yep. go deep in the playoffs. And I think, you know, and I've always been a hardball guy, so I'm, I'm going to have them at three. My, my, my two and one are exactly like yours. I have the Chiefs okay. at two and I have the Bills at one okay. for every reason that you just stated. So I, I, my, mine is Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Bucks, Chargers, Dolphins, Rams, Vikings, Eagles, Packers are my 10. All right. And but just so Barrett knows, my 10 yeah. are number I'm going one to 10. Buffalo, Kansas City, Chargers, Tampa Bay, Rams, Minnesota. <coughs> Minnesota. Get the Heimlich. Somebody help him. You hear that, Elizabeth? Yeah. Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Minnesota, Cincinnati, Eagles, Baltimore, Saints. Okay. All right. Barrett, so walk yours through 10 through 1. Go, go okay. work your way up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go one, uh, number 10. I'm going to go Dolphins. Dolphins, okay. okay. Put Dolphins at the uh, number 10. Number nine, I got to go with our Eagles then. Okay. Yeah, I think they kind of stay status quo around the 10, the nine range. Um, even though, you know, Detroit almost came back, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles then. Number eight, and you're going to hate me for this, uh, Derek, huh. Packers. You know what's fu- You know what's funny? It may be because I'm harder on them. Rob put the Packers on his list also at number 10. Yeah. I just can't put him on it yet. Uh, and I trust Rodgers when he says, wait. Every time Rodgers says something like this, he said the same thing after the first game last year when they got blasted. And you're the famous the relax comment. I yeah, mean, he's, the relax. He's Remember relax? relax? Yeah, yeah. relax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I couldn't put the Packers on my list as much as I wanted to because I don't want you guys saying, oh, Homer pick, Homer <laughs> yeah, pick yeah, here. Yeah. So I didn't put him on. But, okay, all right, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Number seven. I didn't go as high as you you guys did. I went, I went number seven with the Ravens. Okay. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I may have gone a little high with the Ravens as I look yeah. at my Ooh. list, but anyway. Well, I had yeah. the Ravens at number nine. So yeah, I think I pushed it a little with with the size I had them. But yeah. Um. After that, number six, Monday Night Football is going to dictate where these guys are. But I got the Vikings. Okay. At number Vikings. six. Okay. So you and I both have them at six. Okay. Yep. Then the Rams they drop all the way down to number five. Rams five. We have we're saying we're still simpatico. I have a Rams yep. at five. Okay. Yep. Number four. And I hate to say it, but I'm gonna go Chargers. Ooh. Yeah, because you you were a Raiders guy in the West. Yeah, yes, yep. yes. But they beat they really beat up on their defense is a lot better than I thought. I knew the defense was gonna be good. Yeah. But Bosa and Mac. Yeah, they're nasty. Oh my man. goodness. Khalil Mac, did you hear when Khalil Mac Bear said he had three sacks? He said that's not good enough. I'm like, whoa, is that crazy or what? Yeah. Yep. Um, after the I, I'm at number three, I'm gonna go with the old man, Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. They're number three. Um, okay. They 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 beat up on on it. At no point did I see the Cowboys even looking close to winning that game. So they they nah, they, they, they was never in that game, man. No, and they weren't in the game. Even with the way, um, you know, the defense. Well, not the defense. The way uh, what's his name, Michael Parsons played. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just didn't think they were in it. Uh, number two, I got to go with the Chiefs, man. Hit me, Big yep. Red found a way yep. to get that offense going. That offense is still going to be pro- prolific, and, I, and Mahomes got another. He got another gear now, man. I mean, I'm where did that you. gear come from? You know, he found he found another way to play. I, I I can't believe how good he is. I thought I thought it was, I thought losing the Cheetah would really take a lot out of his sale. It didn't. It it makes it actually made him become more diverse in where he's throwing it. 
So, yeah. you know, I'm going to go with them number two. And, I mean, Josh Allen, you got to make him number one. He just, he just, yep. He's just too good, man. He's just yeah. way too good. Way like too it. good. Like Aaron, I, I think Mahomes is on a mission to prove, and, and not just Mahomes, but Eric Bieniemy and everybody with that organization is on a mission to prove that we were more than just Tyreek Hill. Absolutely, absolutely, you know? absolutely. They, uh, they, uh, they, they're like almost offended that you even thought it was just them. <laughs> right. You know, you just got to thought it was just him. He's the only. We're a one trick pony. Yep. yep. So, think again. Yeah. yeah. Think again. All right. Hey, you know hey Barrett. Uh, Barrett, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say this. It seems as though Patrick Mahomes understands now that um, with that diversity of, of his game, mm-hmm. he can do more. I think it helped him more so last year when they were trying to run an offense and try to force the ball to to uh, to, uh, to Cheetah. Yeah. It, it really changed his mindset now. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I can go other places and still have yeah. much success. And he needed that this year, last year. Yeah. To make him look even better this year. He's off on his own. He, he went off to college now. He yeah. realizes yep. he, yeah. can, he can do his own thing. Uh, Bear, Bear, before you jumped on, I said basically there was one play in the Kansas City game. That sh- Mahomes is running to his left at full speed, and he arcs his arm like this and throws a perfect dart down the middle of the field, hits the receivers in the numbers. I said, who does that? How many right. quarterbacks can right. do that in the NFL? Yeah, he's just, right. He's, right. In, a, he's right. in a different world. He's in a different yeah. world. But Bear, oh, Bear, Cal Bundy has a good question here. How the Steelers not in there? Now, Barry, uh, we know you have is a that certain... lack of belief for the quarterback Ooh. still, even though he did it. He did it. Was it a job. fluke win? I, I it, it has everything to do with the quarterback situation. I, I just don't think at this point it's really settled. Uh, they should have lost that time that game three times last week. They should have lost three times. One for that defense, uh, it'd have been really bad. So, yeah. and the other um, thing is, we don't know about you know, I know they're Watt, saying yeah. best case scenario with Watt, but we don't know. And that's that's not a little loss. That's a massive loss. That's their defense. That's their captain. That's yeah. he's that bloodline for that for that whole defense. So yeah, him <laughs> not being there means a lot. Hey, right. John, John Dickerson said it was harder for D Gun to say Vikings than it was to invite Barrett over for a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the same level. It was close. <laughs> All right, so we come oh, back. Uh, Mike Sealski at one o'clock. We'll, we'll do our usual NFL uh, stuff at two. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to debate Jonathan Gannon, get into it a little bit. How much of that, you know, the defense of issues were him? How much of it was the players? Uh, we look at some of the things that went down from a number standpoint. Uh, Gannon mentioned yesterday, you know, how he's in on the decisions on who's who's on the field, who's on the roster game day, and all those kind of things. So we'll dive into all of that uh, when we come back. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk finance. Let's talk Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be challenging, right? And it can be scary at the same time. It can be overwhelming a little bit. I was in that same boat, and I found Jim, and I found Principal Financial Group, and I couldn't be happier. For you, it could be anything from retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business, you're trying to figure out your employee benefits, how to go about that. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. Look, he's there for any questions that you have as well. I've entrusted my IRA. I've rolled over some 401ks with him, and it has been the absolute right move for me. It'll be the right move for you as well. You can give him a call today, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. could also email him as well at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. 
Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. back we're hanging out with you on this hump day Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network we're here each and every day 12p to 3p three hours of power with the three amigos hanging out today all right guys so let's uh let's pick it back up with the Eagles defense here and and Gunnar and I we touched on that a little bit earlier Barrett um but much has been made we we came into the season with a with a lot of expectations for this defense to be a lot better I think people to an extent are also looking to pounce on Jonathan Gannon because they don't like the approach last year. So I think there's a little bit of that. There's the natural week one overreaction that you get sometimes. So there's a lot of factors at play, but really the bottom line is that group as, as as a whole underperformed on Sunday against the lions. What's your sense of where things are right now? Gannon met with the media yesterday you know, we'll, we'll dive into some of the things that he had to say, but what's your sense generally of Gannon and where the defense is at? I, I thought Gannon, um, even though there were times where it wasn't successful, I thought that he was a lot more aggressive than he was last year. 
He, he, he threw the blitz in there and had some success with it and really nullified that, that offense when he did take that more aggressive approach. I think he also relied too much on the front four, thinking they could get to it on a on a um, on a play to play basis. You know, I think that you know the expectation were I think a little too high to think that Fletcher Cox, Sweat, Hargrave, and uh, Reddick were going to get there, and my expectations were they were going to they were supposed to do that also. I don't know what he's going to do to get those guys going in the right direction, but that's not the same team that I saw rushing the passer in camp or in um in the preseason games when they did play. I, I, mm-hmm. I think they have a lot to they have a lot to sit down and think about as far as not necessarily effort, but I think it's more so that want to. You know, that's all defense is. Defense is the want to be great. Defenses want to get to the ball. Defenses want to stop somebody. And I didn't see a lot of want to. I saw a lot of going hard, but not wanting to get to where you needed to go on every single play. And that's what defense is, the want to do something. So he has to get with those guys and say, hey, man, I need more from you. And that's coaching because you have to pull that out of your players. You could tell the secondary, they were ready to ball. They were ready to go out there and make some things happen. They play very aggressive. You look at Epps. You look at um, Garner uh, uh, Johnson. Those guys played with a bunch of just attitude, and everybody has it became contagious to everybody else. I mean, even Slay, even Bradbury played more aggressive because they saw them two the way they were playing. I need the front seven to take that same attitude that the secondary has. Um, there was a lot of coaching points that he had on this film that he can go in and talk to the guys about. Fits as far as the trap play. We talked about the trap play yesterday. I don't think that they played the trap play right because, number one, you want your defense of line to be aggressive. You want them to get up the field. But when you get up the field, you open yourself up to trap plays like that because, you know, it, you're being aggressive, and that's what those plays do. You know, trap plays and, and draw plays and screen plays are what you do to defend against a team that's very aggressive up front. And how you keep that from working is your linebacker play. The linebackers needed to play more according to what was happening on the field. I don't think they were very instinctual in going and making plays that they had to make. So I think that that uh, linebacking core needs to be coached up. I think that defense of line has to be talked to about being a more aggressive than they were. And, uh, you know, continue to reinforce the secondary because they did a hell of a job. Mm. Well, I, 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 let me ask you, were they prepared properly? I, I'm not even like, I can't keep going down the road of they didn't practice a lot and all that, but like from a schematic standpoint, from a film study, did you feel like the defense was ready for what they saw or they just didn't execute? It's as simple as that. They lost no, one-on-one I, battles. I, I, they didn't I, tackle, et cetera. No, I, I, for the most part, I thought they were, I'm not going to say they weren't prepared. They were prepared for, with the exception of the trap plays, I think they were prepared for everything else. They were prepared for, you know, where to be at um, and how to get there, but they weren't prepared to execute. Tackling was atrocious. They had 15 missed tackles in the game. That's ranked 33, 32 out of 32 teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 32 out of 32 teams. They were last as far as missed tackles uh, in the first week. You got to make those tackles. If they'd have made those tackles, the score would have been way different. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you got a lot of chump change first downs because they didn't tackle right. They were there to make the play, which means they were prepared to make the play. They just didn't execute it. Even the touchdown to Williams down there um, on the goal line. It was three missed tackles. It was almost three missed tackles on one play. All three mm-hmm. guys hit him but didn't wrap up. So he just pranced into the um, end zone from them not wrapping up. You got to go finish the play. And that comes with that want to. Want to make the tackle. Want to go out there and stop the play. And they didn't do it. You know, uh, Hawkinson had a play where he got tackled four yards behind the line, um, behind um, the sticks. And he knocked some guys off, kept running, and got like an extra 10 yards, almost 10 yards on the play. That's not getting there because you're there to make the tackle, but you're just not executing the tackle. That's more along the lines of um, not executing how to tackle in open field. They got to tackle better, man. I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you brought up the tackling because I'm looking at the transcript of uh, Jonathan Gannon's session with the media, and Martin Frank uh, asked him about the missed tackles. How much do you think that's a product of a, not doing a whole lot of live hitting and tackling in the preseason? And Gannon's answer was, I really don't think it's a product of that. We just know that from what tackling is that we've talked about, we've just got to do uh, be, to be better at that coach that better and tackle better. How are you going to coach it better if you don't tackle? He never, Gunner, he will never cop to they didn't work enough. He right. will never, right. ever cop to that. They they will they will die on that hill. You'll never hear from uh, Sirianni. Oh, yeah. You'll never hear from Danny. You'll never hear from yeah. Howie. Because yeah. the time to practice tackling was training camp. Yep. Now, now yep. you're not tackling in a regular season. So, I mean, I, I don't get where he's coming from with that. Yeah. And, well, and yeah. off today, too, by the way. Yeah. Yesterday yep. and today, Barrett, are you surprised they are, they're off back to back days? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm I shocked. am. Um, we would have practiced on coaches I've had. We practice on Tuesday, like we we went in Sunday, played off on Monday, practice on Tuesday, off on Wednesday, practice on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like it's a normal week. Right, and then right. you know, off on sat um. Um, a walkthrough, uh, a brisk walkthrough. It's, it's more so, more so a run through. Right. On um on Saturday, Sunday, we you know travel or stay in a hotel and meet, and then play the game on Monday. Let me ask you uh, about the whole Jordan Davis thing because when he was in there, they they allowed two point nine yards per rush. He only played twenty two of sixty nine snaps on that side of the ball. Now. Part of that is when he was in there, you had a five-man front. Basically, he's playing the nose. Yep. You, you, you. By nature, you're probably going to be better against runs when he's ah, in da, da. okay. Ah, da, da. With that front, so is the disparity not that surprising to you? And and my follow-up to that is also: Aren't they kind of predictable that whenever they think it's going to be a rundown, he's in, and when it's a passing down, he's not? And and then maybe the offense would audible out of something. I, so that's that's where you become more versatile, you know, in 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 the in the, in the versity of your of your, um, of the personnel package that you have. Buddy Ryan used to use that fifty front. We call they call it the forty six front, or we call it Navajo. Uh, we also call it um, a bear front. Is when you cover both the center and both guards with defensive linemen. That's your run stopper. But you can also use that as a passing down threat because when you do that, it makes the offensive line man up. You can't slide the line in any direction because you have the three guys in the middle manned up. This is where you can use this on passing plays. So now you got one-on-one situations with both guards and the center. I put them up against, 
you know, go two go both guards in the center all day. If you give you give me that opportunity, you can't slide the line. That means you're going one on one. That means a one on one on the outside with your uh, with, with your with your pass rush sweat and Hassan Reddick out there. You can blitz from that front. You just got to know how to use that front to be more productive. They should have used that even on even on passing down. I don't understand why you're not going to use that. You know, it's, it's, it's stupid to not it's stupid to not use the versatility that a 50 front gives you. You know, you can use that. And at the end of the day, especially on first down, once again, first down killed this team. It's because of first down that they had so much success being able to, to, to go out there and pretty much do what they wanted to do on second down. When time you got second and four, third and two, it's easy to call plays. Mm-hmm. They put themselves behind the buck again. They got to stop that. You know, stop teams on first down. That's the only way they're going to have some success going forward. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to hold that thought, and we're going to segue right into Jonathan Gannon with Mike Sealski, who wrote about Gannon today, wrote about the game itself. He was in Detroit. He's got another, another really cool article, too, uh, that you, you will want to discuss with Mike. So don't go anywhere, guys. Barrett, Derek, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, back with Mike Sealski from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. Pro-action restoration is there for you if your home, your business, your property – you know, unfortunately experiences water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, because they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I've gone through it personally. I reached out to them. It was on the weekend. They got right there. They cleaned up the mess. They fixed the problem. The crew was amazing and the price was reasonable. All the boxes were checked. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. That is a key. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they will take care of any of the issues that we just talked about. It could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760. Or you can reach them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. 
But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. for hanging with us on this Wednesday. Welcome back, everybody. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Love having our next guest on. He did a double dip. He was. This is Yeoman's work today in the Philadelphia Inquirer. You could follow him on Twitter at Mike Sealski. Of course, his work there at theinquirer.com. But he had a nice little double dip today between the, the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon in a, in a really good piece, which we'll talk about a little bit later with a uh, tragedy that hit quite a while ago at the, uh, at the Bucks County Langhorn uh, racetrack. So Mike, first off, good work today, man. You, you took up, uh, I was in, I was sitting waiting for my oil to be changed and I, I got old school with the actual newspaper versus <laughs> reading you digitally. And man, you were everywhere on that front page. I am King of all media, Ross. Yes, yes. Um, and it's, it's funny you said that because I did exactly the same thing. I was getting my oil changed this morning <laughs> and I was, I had my laptop with me and I was Dang. just, you know, yep. engaged in reading about the Eagles and all kinds of stuff. Yes. We, we, we are like minds. Uh, so Mike, let, let's start with this. Uh, we'll, we'll get to your other piece in a minute, which was excellent. Uh, she get a lot of love from there, from the race world as well on that. But uh, let's start with Jonathan Gannon, because I, I think part of it is Mike, there was a lot of preconceived, uh, angst going into the season directed towards him by fans. Okay. We, we just, they weren't happy the way last year went and they're sort of waiting to pounce a little bit. Now he did nothing to help that. Okay. I think he put a little fuel to the fire here, but, and you, you mentioned how this guy handles himself. Great. He's smooth in a press conference, man. You can see why NFL teams are kind of wooed a little bit, but ultimately it's about the product on the field. What was your sense being there on Sunday? What that product was all about? My sense was that the product stunk. Um, that was my sense. I mean, I'm not sure other than the James Bradbury interception for a touchdown, how you could come away thinking anything else. Uh, Hassan Reddick, the big offseason acquisition, made two tackles, uh, didn't really get anywhere close to the quarterback. Jordan Davis, uh, the first round pick who we all saw in the preseason and training camp looked terrific, got on the field for only 22 snaps. Uh, now, it's possible that he's not in good enough shape and conditioning yet that, you know, 22 snaps is all he could play, but 
if you look at the numbers, he seemed to make a difference in the Lions running game when he was out there. And yet, you know, the Eagles allow 35 points. And all the questions that we had about Jonathan Gannon last season as to whether it's him or it's the personnel and why is he playing so conservatively and all those things, all those questions still remain. And now you have new ones. Um, to me, the big one, Rob, and, and I know Derek and Barrett are familiar with this idea from, you know, Barrett from playing in the league and Derek from covering it as long as he has is to me, the question about Gannon is what does he trust more? Does he trust his scheme more or does he trust the actual players? Um, the, the examples that I keep coming back to in this regard are this. Everybody knew Jim Johnson when he was with the Eagles was a terrific defensive coordinator. Okay. That didn't stop Jim Johnson when he got Brian Dawkins from saying that guy is special. What do I have to do to maximize that guy? Okay. Mm -hmm. I covered the jets for a couple of years when they had Darrell Revis as one of their two starting cornerbacks. When Revis was the top corner in the NFL, they literally said, and this was Rex Ryan who was regarded as a top defensive mind basically said like, look, I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel here. Darrell Revis will take that half of the field. And so we don't have to worry about it. And as long as, and as long as we're operating from that, then we can figure out what else we need to do. I don't see Gannon doing that. I don't see Gannon looking at the talent that he has and saying, okay, I know Hassan Reddick can do this, or I know this guy can do that. What do I have to do to maximize that and then adjust accordingly? I see a guy who's kind of, at least so far, really married to his scheme. And it's a common scheme, this multiple Vic Fangio alignment, but it doesn't seem to be working to me. And I don't see any adjustments yet from Gannon. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. You beauty, Gunner. It's, it's funny you should bring up Brian Dawkins because when we had him on the show earlier this spring, and we asked him about his relationship with Jim Johnson. He brought up the fact that when his career really took off was when he would have those conversations with Jim and as good of a defensive coordinator as Jim was, you know, Jim, what do you like to do? How do you feel more comfortable in the system? Let's play to your strengths. As I'm looking at the transcript from yesterday, and you were a part of the media contingent that was asking Gannon questions, I liked how you asked him about how do you approach this? Is it, by down a distance or is it personnel groupings in terms of how many people, certain people you need on the field more so than others. And I'm looking at his answer and I'm still trying to piecemeal his answer together. I came away thinking, huh? How, how did you feel about the answer he gave you? I didn't like it, Gunner. He didn't answer the question. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, what, what I was getting at was exactly what you and I just talked about. The idea yeah. of what matters more, the scheme or the personnel mm -hmm. and, and, how are you operating? And one of the other things that Gannon mentioned yesterday, whether this is entirely accurate or whether he meant to kind of convey this or not, he dropped Howie Roseman's name as being part of the game plan. That he, scares he, me. Which it, 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 it's kind of confirming what anybody who's been around the team for a while kind of regarded as an open secret, which is Howie's involvement in how the Eagles play once yeah. he provides the players that they play with. And I wonder if this is all kind of a way for the decision makers, Howie, Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon, to kind of be able to deflect blame. You know, hey, we're all on the same page when it comes to the scheme and how we want to do this. We just need to make plays. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, sometimes you just need playmakers, right? And if Jordan Davis is giving you indications that he's a playmaker when the opposing offense runs the ball, and the Detroit Lions are gashing you in the run game, 
you know, I, you don't have to be like a brainiac to put Jordan Davis in the game and maybe mm-hmm. stop the run. Or mm-hmm. if Hassan Reddick is a double-digit sack guy, don't have him drop into coverage 20% of the time, which it looks like some of the numbers are showing that he did. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm not that bright, but it just seems to me like th- there's a there's a uh, devotion to the scheme that doesn't seem to be taking advantage of so far of the talent that the Eagles have. Mike, on the Howie thing, and Barrett, I'm sorry, I would just let me jump in real quick just to pick up on that. Do, do you sense that there's any kind of, hey, look, playing paying Fletcher, Fletcher Cox a hell of a lot of money, paying Javon Hargrave a hell of a lot of money, whatever, should they be in there in lieu of a rookie? I mean, it's a, it's a weird juxtaposition because if you're Howie, you also dra- drafted that guy in the first round, Jordan Davis. Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to come to grips with exactly what it is there. Is there the hey, we paying these guys big bucks, they have to play edict or at least influence, or is it wouldn't you also look good if that rookie's kicking ass? Like, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the what the mix is here. Yeah, I don't know yet either, Robin. I'm not sure they do. Either. I think, you know, part of this is you got to see what Fletcher has left and you've got to see how Davis performs over the course of a full season. Um, You know, it is just one game. And the one caveat I'll allow with respect to Gannon and the 35 points against the Lions is that it's week one and week one can be crazy in the NFL. I get that. And who knows, maybe five, six, 10 weeks from now, we're going to look back at this game and the Lions will be seven and three and we'll be saying, hey, that that win looks a whole lot better than it does you know, the way we're talking about it now, but all these things are possible. It seems to me. And you look at the snap count from that game and you see that Jordan Davis got fewer snaps than anybody. Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't jibe with the performance at least through one week. So yes, let's see. But I think these are fair questions to ask. Mm. Well, you know, when, when you look Barrett, at, muted, uh, by the way, when you, when you look at, um, if, if, if it is true that Howie, is involved in a defensive game plan. That's scary. You go back to the Doug Peterson tenure, and it was Howie Roseman who was set the 46-man roster every week, and Doug had a problem with that. When the GM basically sets your 50, your 46-man roster on a game day, for a game day when the coaching staff is out there coaching these guys, has a much better feel for who could be in, should be in. You know, I, I think if, if that is true, to me, the general manager is wearing way too many hats. Yeah, I mean, look, Gunnar, I think this is what the Eagles do and have done for a long time. The question becomes, how long does it go before somebody bristles, right? Mm -hmm. Like that happened with Doug, Mm -hmm. okay? He bristled at it, and it was one of the many reasons that he ended up getting fired. Um, You know, maybe he could have saved his job if Carson Wentz had not tanked, and I don't mean like thrown games, I mean just played terribly during the 2020 season, but the fact is Wentz played terribly and it was another pebble on the pile as to why they felt like Doug couldn't stay or Doug didn't want to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, Sirianni and Gannon don't yet have the kind of cachet where they can push back, even if they were to disagree. Right. Um, you know, so I, I think I'd say the same thing to you that I said to Rob, we have to see how this all plays mm-hmm. out. If Kirk cousins and Justin Jefferson come out and torch them for 45 on Monday night and Jefferson catches 10 balls for 200 yards, you know, that's one thing. If they shut out the Vikings and sack Cousins eight times and Hassan Reddick has his day of days, that's something else. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Barry, I think you might be having mic issues, man. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you guys hear him, Mike? No. No. Okay. No. All right. 
Yeah, you're no, you're uh, yeah, something's, something's Xander, let's uh, let's work with Barrett. I, I don't talk to Barrett anyway. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk <laughs> to Barrett. Like he did that. He did it. I'm telling you, he's got that kind of power to control microphones. Um, so Mike, other than that, a couple a couple other odds and ends just to take away from that game before we jump into a couple other things. Um, certainly positives in that AJ Brown goes nuts. I mean, he absolutely goes off, and they appear to have something really special in terms of the chemistry he and Hurts. Um, this does feel T.O.-ish. You know, and I, I'm not big on throwing that kind of stuff around, but it does kind of have that that vibe to it. I, I agree with you, Rob. I mean, it was it was really, just from a pure football standpoint, if you appreciate watching a great wide receiver play, it was fun to watch A.J. Brown on Sunday. That guy, after he caught the ball, he immediately started creating instant urban mm-hmm. renewal throughout mm-hmm. Detroit. He was just, you know, knocking tacklers off. It was, it was amazing um, yeah. to see that. And the fact that they put up 31 offensive points without Devontae Smith catching a pass is is a feather in their cap, right? Um, there are some things that they have to clean up. Look, I thought Hertz was very, very good. Um, he wasn't perfect. There were some passes he had batted down. There were some throws that were not great. But all in all, he was really, really good. You saw the dimension that his running – brings to the offense and how it frustrates an opposing defense and keeps them off balance. Uh, you saw that Miles Sanders can be a productive back. Um, so yeah, all, you know, generally all good things there. And the offensive line, I didn't think I, I thought didn't play great early in the game because they couldn't hear. I mean, it was so loud in Ford field. Um, was it legitimately so, loud, Mike? You were there. Yeah, it was. I, I said this to somebody yesterday. I had a throbbing headache throughout the mm. game, and I think it was because of the noise. Okay. Um, I was walking up and down press row, like begging one of the other writers to give me some ibuprofen. Yeah. I was, I was dying, um, and I think it was the noise. So um, th- there are some things, as Sirianni said, that they can they can improve on offensively, even though they put up thirty one. Mike, Barrett, you're th- Barrett, you you're- good? You good? No, you still have an audio issue. Sorry, bud. It's still muted. Mike, uh, your, th- your thoughts on the way um, 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 Miles Sanders seemed to carry the ball with a purpose uh, on Sunday? He, he absolutely did, Gunner. Um, that, that run at the end of the game that really kind of, you know, gave the Eagles some breathing room there when things were really nerve-wracking, the Lions had just made it 38-35, and you're saying to yourself, oh, my gosh, are they going to be able to run out the clock here? And, it's, and he breaks that big run when it looks like he stopped – uh, he ran hard. He ran between the tackles. Uh, yep. You know, he didn't fumble, which is something that had been kind of a bugaboo for him in the past. I was impressed with Miles on Sunday, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. You know, it's a very good thing. They've got three backs who you like. You know, they can each do different kinds of things. Kenny Gainwell looked okay, too, after having mm-hmm. kind of a rough uh, preseason in training camp. And we know what Boston Scott is. He can do a lot of different things. can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, was good in blitz pickup, I thought. Uh, so, you know, very good showing I thought by their running backs, Mike, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Hertz. Um, you know, a a great day on the ground and really in a lot of ways, the offensive line, you just referenced, he bailed them out. I mean, there was a, there aren't many quarterbacks who would have escaped some of that. And he did an amazing job doing what he had to do to get them a win. The thing that that worries you is, man, he took some hits. And, and the last one was was obviously the one that stands out because they finally threw, threw a flag. I think he could have justified it maybe two other times. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk, oh, people being critical of Hurts. I think it's more of, can this sustain itself is more of the question with Hurts. And that's kind of where I'm going with you. Like, is this survivable here for 17? 
Man, Rob, for Jalen Hurts' sake and the Eagles' sake, I hope so. Because, I mean, literally the first play, offensive play of the game, he carried the ball on a read option. And they did not hide the fact at all that he is the nexus of their offense. And they are going to run RPOs with him because that's what he feels most comfortable with. And in a weird way, Sirianni is kind of doing the opposite of what Jonathan Gannon seems to be doing, mm. which is he's saying, this is what Jalen Hurts does well. I'm going to maximize what Jalen Hurts does well for as long as I possibly can. Now, here's my concern. I think, I think Hurts is adept, and Shane Steichen said this yesterday, Hurts is adept at avoiding the big hit, generally speaking. Yep. But what we've seen so far in the preseason and the hit he took in that Jets game and the three or four hits that he took after he had given himself up That's right. That's in right. that Lions game is, man, you just don't know. I just wonder if there's going to be a player out, a defensive player out there is going to say, you know what? I'm going to hit him anyway. And it's, yeah. and it's worth, I'll take the risk that they throw the flag, but if he leaves the offense, then the Eagles have to adjust and change. And they can't really do things the way that they seem to want to do them. Now, you know, maybe Gardner Minshew comes in there and there are aspects of the offense that, that run better than they do with Hurts. But I don't think that's a chance that the Eagles want to take, especially based on the way Hurts looked in that game Sunday. He was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the other the, – they've almost gone the Lamar Jackson route where you remember for a little while they weren't quite sure you know, how they were going to approach things. And, and Harbaugh just said, you know what, screw it. We are playing to this guy. We're all in. It, there's going to be a lot of running. We'll take the risk. This is what it's going to be. I feel like the Eagles – and, Mike, do you, on that, I, I think a lot of us thought, well, they, they want to pass the ball more. They, that's who Jeffrey Lurie is. That's who Howie Roseman is. That's probably who Nick Sirianni is at heart. And I thought there'd be less of what we saw. Some of this uh, Sunday was just, you know, survival, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought we would see more of a concerted effort to throw the ball. Not that they didn't with A.J. Brown. Are you surprised that there is all in, at least for that game, with that approach? A little bit, Rob, I am. But I also think that if you think about it in the long term, it makes more sense. And here's why. One of the big discussion topics that we've been batting around throughout the offseason, and we will continue discussing it throughout this season, is Jalen Hurts' future. Okay, Is he going to be the long-term answer at quarterback? And one of the dynamics that we always talk about is, well, the Eagles have draft picks. So that if they feel like Jalen Hurts isn't the guy they can go draft somebody. Well, what if you're Nick Sirianni in the Eagles and you're saying to yourselves, you know what, if we can go get somebody else in the draft next year, why not just wring every drop of Jalen Hurts as he is out of him this season? You know, we'll develop him as a passer as much as we can, but the bottom line is he excels in the RPO game. He can run. As we said, he keeps defenses on their heels Let's just maximize that and see what happens. And if he stays healthy, great. Mm. And if he gets hurt, obviously we don't want him to get hurt, but we are positioned that we can move on or add another option if we need to. And I I can't help but think that's got to be on their minds, particularly with respect to Sirianni and Steichen in terms of how they're using it. Hey, Mike, I brought this up on the show yesterday. When it comes to Boston Scott, does it surprise you in some ways he's like a forgotten entity in his offense? I understand they drafted game well and they want to get their money's worth out of him. But but Boston Scott is their best blocker. He's a hard runner. I think he's the hardest runner, um, especially in short yardage situation. He does everything that you're asking. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. But for whatever reason, 
he's always the forgotten entity in his offense. And he didn't really get his reps last year until Miles Sanders got hurt. Yeah, I wonder about that, Gunner. I wonder if they just look at Boston. And I'm with you. I'm a big Boston Scott yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, I, I like what he gives the offense. I think he's great, a great teammate, great person, um, all those things. And I just wonder if they feel like, you know, he's reliable, right? Yeah. Like yeah. after Sanders broke that one run that, late mm-hmm. in the game, they went right back to Boston for the next yeah. three handoffs. It's like, okay, you know, he made that one mistake, that fumble against the Giants last season, and everybody was taken aback because he usually doesn't do that. He's usually where he's supposed to be, doing what he's supposed to do. And I think they just kind of look at him that way. Like, hey, if when we need him, Boston will be there. And in the meantime, let's get Gainwell his, let's get Sanders his, let's throw mm-hmm. the ball to Goddard and Brown and Devontae and all these guys. And when we need Boston, he'll be there. All right, Mike, so they will, and Gannon did it again yesterday, they will never cop to, hey, we, we didn't put enough work in, in in the preseason. But you saw a team that was sloppy with tackling, that committed 10 penalties, a bunch that were pre-snap, uh, an offensive line that didn't look prepared for when, when extra bodies were sent at them. All of those are earmarks of a team that isn't necessarily ready. And I get it's week one. We could probably nitpick every single game in the NFL. I get that. However, you know, if we're just talking about the Eagles here, it did sort of feel like that. What was your sense there? A little bit, yeah. I mean, you could say a lot of the same things about the Lions, too. And, yeah. you know, the entire country watched Dan Campbell rah-rah and hoo-ha, you know, and hit everybody uh, during training camp on hard knocks. So I think, look, this is par for the course, and it should be expected. These teams more and more are using the opening weeks of the season to get themselves into shape. They just take it as, yeah, the games count. Of course they count, and we want to win them but we're just kind of going to survive them until week three, week four, we really start to become the team we're going to be. And I think the NFL as a whole has kind of reconciled itself to this measure of sloppiness in these early games and fans are going to have to live with it. And maybe if they had hit more during training camp, they wouldn't have been as sloppy. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to prove a negative, right? You're never going to know. So you take it for what it is. You say to yourself, okay, the defense looked very similar to the defense from last season, which to me is a concern, but in the end they got a win on the road. And I think they'll take that. How did you like the way they used uh, CJ Gardner Johnson? I mean, he only got here just less than a couple of weeks ago and put him right in the fire. Yeah. Look, that's why they got him. I, I think the same sort of principle kind of applies Gunner. You're not going to ease him into this. Might as yeah. well throw him out there and, and, you know, get him into the flow of things rather than hold him out or limit his snaps. He's a veteran guy. Uh, they went after him for a reason and get him out there and get him his reps so that by week three, week four, it'll all be second nature to him. Mm. Um, I, I, that's where I, th- I come down on this. I think that's probably the way they're thinking too. Mike, what, what just overall, as we go forward here, based off of what you've seen, what you thought prior to, do you chalk up a lot of the issues to, it's week one, goofy things happen. They escaped with a win. That's the bottom line. They're going to be fine. Or you saw some things that are a little bit more troubling. I saw one thing that was troubling, and it's a big thing, which is the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it I'm able to chalk up to, man, I- I've been to, I've covered half a dozen football games in Detroit. I have never seen an environment like that in four field ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I think it caught the Eagles off guard in that respect, how loud it was and how disconcerting that was to them trying to run their offense. I think, you know, Devontae Smith is not going to go the rest of the season not getting a catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the offensive line isn't going to look that shaky for much of the 
the season. So most of this you chalk up to, hey, week one, they'll be fine. Uh, the defense, though, is it going to get better? Probably will get better, but there's no proof of that yet. I mean, it just the 19 games that Jonathan Gannon has coached with the Eagles, including the, the playoff game last year against Tampa Bay, the Eagles have allowed 27 points or more nine times. Mm-hmm. And you look at the 10 games that they didn't, where their defensive stats were good and they, they only gave up so many points, man, some, some not so good quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. who could forget about our guy, yeah. Ben DiNucci? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. guys like that, you know, yeah. or, or Matt Ryan in week one last year before the Falcons kind of figured things out as much as they could figure things out. So yeah. um, that's my concern. Yeah. Were you surprised that Kobe Dean only saw the field three snaps? I wasn't Gunner. Okay. I think they're going to, they're going to ease him in and look, he came in. He's one of these guys, I think genuinely came in a little ballyhooed mm-hmm. and in camp, he was okay. Like, he didn't jump out at you in practice or the games as a guy who, oh my goodness, we, we they got to get him on the field. Right. Jordan right. Davis did. I didn't see Nakobe Dean in that respect. So I, if we're going to see increased levels of snaps and numbers of snaps for Nakobe Dean, um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to take some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Mike, before I want to get to your piece too, uh, your other piece in the inquiry today, but uh, quickly your Phillies thoughts with down to 21 games at this point here um, and have been able to sort of withstand a couple of storms in terms of injuries with Harper and Wheeler with a guy like Bailey Falter really stepping up uh, in your estimation, a playoff team and a playoff team potentially, if so, with any hope of getting past the first round. A, I think they're a playoff team. Uh, B, Bailey Falter makes me think of Marty Bystrom for yes. all you longtime Phillies fans when Bystrom came up in 1980 and went 5-0 and mm-hmm. helped the Phillies win the pennant and win the World Series. Uh, yeah, I think they're a playoff team, Rob. I do. Um, and I think that I would give them a decent shot in the first round because it's a best-of-three situation. And assuming Zach Wheeler is healthy, and I know Phillies fans have their fingers crossed about that, I'll take Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola okay. in, in a short series. I will. Uh, I know Nola's history in September. I get it. Look at his overall numbers this season. He's been really, really good. Uh, he's generally been really, really good uh, since he's been a Philly. I'll take my chances with that uh, because anything can happen in a best of three series, even though the Phillies are going to be playing uh, on the road for all of that series. So we'll see. Okay. I, I just thought of something off of that real quick. Uh, you you kind of soured on baseball. They've made some, they're going to make some serious rule changes next year. One of them is a pitch clock and a, and essentially the batter's got to be ready to go too. Will that help bring you back? If you see it speeding the game up. I'm definitely curious to see how the, the rules changes affect the sport, okay. especially the lack of shifts. Mm-hmm. My, one of my biggest complaints about baseball now is the lack of diversity of styles of play. I loved stolen bases. I loved doubles and triples. I want to see them again. They are the most exciting plays in baseball. The home run's been kind of de-emphasized because there's so many of them nowadays. Uh, I want to see a ball hit in the gap. Uh, The most exciting Phillies moment I've ever been a part of, or not a part of, but I witnessed, was Jimmy Rollins' walk-off double against the Dodgers in game four of the 2009 League Championship Series. There's a ball up the gap. Is Carlos Ruiz going to be able to score from first base to win this game and turn the series in the Phillies' direction? You don't see plays like that often enough anymore. I want to see more of them. Mike, are you surprised in a lot of ways how the back end of the lineup, at many times, especially as of late, has outshined the top part of that order? Maton last night is the game-winning home run. 
you need that gunner. You yep. need guys who come off the bench and get big hits. Go back to 07, 08, 09. Mm-hmm. How many times did guys like Greg Dobbs and, you know, Iguchi and Sotoguchi, Tadahito Iguchi and Sotoguchi and um, all these guys, Jeff Jenkins, all these yep. guys at the end of the bench come up big. Um, you know, Eric Bruntlett for, yeah. for crying out yep. loud. So um, does it surprise me? A little bit, just because these guys haven't done it before. Um, but mm-hmm. you need you need hits like the home run that Maton hit last night to get yourself into the playoffs and infuse a team with some confidence they can do damage once they get there. Mm. All right, Mike, lastly, you wrote a piece today, one of your other pieces today was about a NASCAR driver, last name Mann, uh, which was a change name, in fact, but uh, who died at a very dangerous racetrack in, in, in the Langhorn area in Bucks County 70 years ago. Just... Let people know kind of what the gist of this thing is. Sure, Rob. I, I love stories like this. I love going back in a time and taking a look at a moment that we've forgotten. So in 1952, uh, Langhorn Speedway, you know, right off of Route 1 in Bucks County, in Lower Bucks County, was the equivalent of Daytona or Indianap- Indianapolis Speedway. It was huge. It was also the most dangerous, treacherous racetrack in America, bar none. Um mm-hmm dusty the the track itself was on springs they poured used motor oil on it to try to harden it up it was crazy and the very first time a driver died in a nascar race was at langhorn speedway 70 years ago today the guy's name was larry mann Mm -hmm. his actual name was lawrence zuckerman he grew up in queens in jamaica queens which Mm -hmm. doesn't exactly sound like a hotbed of nascar but it's true (laughs) And uh, his car flipped over a bunch of times and he died. And I just wrote this piece about how, you know, we don't think of the Philadelphia area as big into stock car racing, but it used to be. And here's this momentous occasion, um, this very sad... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details tragedy and this guy larry mann has been kind of consigned to obscurity forever and i just wanted to kind of tell that story i thought it was really kind of cool um and just a reminder of the way sports used to be and kind of the nature of danger uh that we used to take for granted in a lot of sports like nascar football things like that so so mike what made you research and and write such an in-depth story like that because I, i thought it was a great read I just love doing stuff like that, Gunner. Thanks. And, yeah. and I happened across um, uh, somebody else had written a story about Langhorn Speedway that I just happened to stumble across. And in there, it mentioned that Larry Mann had died in 1952. And anytime I see a, a milestone or a piece of inf- historical information like that, I immediately go like, oh, is the anniversary coming up? And is, it sounds mm-hmm. interesting. Can I possibly write about it? 
And I happened across this story a couple of months ago and I'm like, oh, well, the 70th anniversary is coming up. Yep. It's a perfect time to, to do some research and write about it. Great, uh, Mike, great, great, great stuff, man. And, and, and keep up the good work. Do you have an event tonight too? That you want to? We do. So, so yeah. So Glenn Mack now from WIP, who's tied up, you know, part owner of the Conchock and Brewing Company is having an event tonight at Puddler's Kitchen and Tap in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania from six to eight 30. The brewery is uh, releasing, they're having a release party tonight for their new beer, Merrill and Mike's Philly Special W. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. IPA. Yes. So it's named after Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. It's a double IPA. So if you have one, it'll knock you on your butt. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're going to have an, a, a terrific auction tonight. Uh, they're, they're auctioning off Ray Dittinger's notes, draft notes oh, from, from all the current Eagles and a Dr. J autographed jersey. I'm going to be there with Zach Berman. We're going to be signing our, our books. Zach's book was uh, Underdogs about the 2017 Eagles and the Super Bowl. My book was The Rise about Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. uh, Fran Dunphy's going to be there. They're auctioning off a lunch with Dunph and Phil Martelli. It's going to be an awesome event. It's free to get in. The beer and the food aren't free, and the, the auction isn't free, but everything else is. And so if you're available tonight and can come on out, please do. It's going to be a great event. Uh, and the proceeds go to uh, a charity that Merrill and Mike picked. Uh, First Philly First Tea, I believe it's called. It's a, it's a charity that gets kids who wouldn't otherwise be exposed to golf involved in golf and nice. introduces them to the yeah. sport and gets them involved yeah. with it. So it's all really great. Hey, hey, Mike, by the way, you and Glenn do an incredible job complimenting each other on your broadcast. Uh, and, and I think you were the perfect choice to fill that role that uh, Ray Dittinger gave up. So kudos to you, because when it was announced that you – we're going to uh, be the co-host with uh, Glenn Mack now. First thing I thought, I said, who better? Who who knows Philadelphia sports better than Mike Sielski? And, and sure enough, the, the few times I've had an opportunity to listen, it's not been disappointing. Gunnar, I really appreciate that, man. And I have to give all the credit to Glenn. He has made the transition very, very easy. Yeah. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Ray, who you know, signed off on this and gave it his blessing. And I'm very grateful for that. And and we're just having fun with the show and yeah. I'm not trying to be Ray. I'm just trying to be me. And I'm, yeah. if people are enjoying that, then I'm very grateful. Last thing you're going to you, throw man. your cell yeah. phone away and just wear khakis. I mean, that's probably... <laughs> no way, man. I'm, I'm the opposite. Of, I am the opposite of Ray. I love wearing jeans. I wear I jeans every chance I can get. Just what yeah. I'm hearing out there. I don't know. Mike. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mike, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for a couple Thank of you, minutes. man. Guys, it's always such a pleasure. Thank right. you so much. Yeah. Take care. That's Take Mike Sealski. You can check him out on Twitter at Mike Sealski. And of course, his work, inquirer.com, as Gunnar mentioned on uh, Saturdays with uh, Glenn Macnow on WIP. All right, let's get a quick timeout. We'll get Barrett straightened out. You back? You good? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you hear me? there you go. Yeah. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. We're happy to have you back. Yeah. All good. All good from here on out. So we'll, we'll get some of your thoughts on some of the things we're bouncing off of Mike when we come back, Barrett. All right. We'll do that. Uh, a little fellas. We've got a lot of NFL stuff too. Hey, the, the Lions actually grabbed up your guy, uh, Coyote Awasika. Yeah. Yes. He has been grabbed up by the Lions for what it's worth. So I uh, just wanted to pass that. Do you see what happened to Big V having back surgery? No, he's going to yeah, have surgery. Yeah, he's going to have back surgery. That. Oh. That's a mm, He made That's enough a money. <laughs> he did get paid. He did get paid. That's right. Five years, fifty million dollars. Nice, good for him. Yeah, he he. he uh, that's that's tough break though. All right, we'll come oh, back. I like, I like Silski, man. Silski's my guy. Hey, why are you acknowledging that stuff, dude? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say something when it popped up. Say, oh, gee, uh, geez. Here we go. <laughs>
Sorry, we're starting controversy. No, there's no beefs. We don't have any beefs yet on our show. We're good. We don't need that. All right, so we'll come back. We'll uh, we'll, we'll get Barrett's reaction to some of the things that Mike had to say, and we'll dig in on, on some Philly, some NFL. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff in terms of open talk as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor technology, in particular, cybersecurity. Protecting and your data is a security imperative for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your system. Razor delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat prioritized recommendations. We design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether they are working in person or remotely or internal infrastructure or in the cloud and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid and remote workforces as well. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. 
Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Everybody, thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports State Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's the matter, Gunner? They just won't get. They just won't get off of this Rob challenge of John Dickerson. We need fifteen hundred likes for Robbie to get that Delco Life tattoo. <laughs> How do you know I don't have that already? Right. They, they Hello, you, you have a tramp stamp too. Yeah. Right don't assume party. anything, man. I, you know, let Rob you guys, live his uh, life, Maybe I'll man. give you a free show one day. You'll you'll get to see where all those. Let, all let Rob live his life. That's right. All right. We do need to up the likes, though. We we love we we appreciate you guys so much. But if you could smash the like button, we would. Uh, that would that would be absolutely awesome for everybody involved. Hey, I I want to hit you with this, Barrett, since we have you back. Um, pretty good stats from from our guy Tim McManus. Tim does an excellent job covering mm-hmm. the Eagles for ESPN. He tweeted this out. Um, this is per ESPN stats and information. So the Eagles blitzed six times on Sunday against the Lions, which was fifth fewest among week one quarterbacks. They yeah. registered six QB contacts on him, tied for the third fewest in the NFL. Goff got the ball out in 2.47 seconds on average, tied for the quickest in the league week one. All right, so I throw all three of those at you. What are, you, what are your thoughts when you hear that? Uh, it means that uh, Goff is, is, was ready to play this game. Goff understood what they were going to try to do to him. I think it was more so – Golf and the offense were more prepared than the Eagles' defense on trying to stop them. I think they called a great game plan against them. They just didn't have the horses to run a, a game plan that could beat the Eagles. They were just a you know they were they were actually a more prepared team than the Eagles were. And I, and I said that countless times that if you look at it, their offense and their offensive coordinator knew what to do to beat this team. They just didn't have enough talent to beat the Eagles. So the Eagles coaching staff left a lot to be desired in this game. Yes, fair? A- absolutely fair. That's absolutely fair. It's concerning, man. Goes yeah, back well, to training camp. Dan Campbell ran those guys in the ground over and over and over and over again. They were game ready. You know, but like Barry said, they just didn't have the personnel to finish the job. You know, they gave it their best shot. They made a game of it, made it entertaining. That's why we're sitting here talking, and primarily why we are sitting here talking about the deficiencies that we saw in this Eagles team compared to applauding them for winning that season opening game. But um, because we, there's no question the Eagles have superior talent, offensive line, wide receivers, defensive line, but they, they, they basically caked walk through the preseason. It almost bit them. Luckily for them, it was talent that saved them at the end. Yes. Yes. And, and honestly, the things that they didn't do well are very, very correctable. Right. You know, um, tackling is very correctable, man. Tackling, like mm-hmm. I said, is, is want to and, and 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 doing it, executing it. 
you just got to remember, hey, when you go up and hit, mm-hmm. don't just hit a guy. Hit, run through him, and 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 wrap your arms around mm-hmm. him, tackle him. You know, if you did tackle, if they if they had if they had five less tackles, that's probably three drives that 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 would have been stopped if they would have if they would have just had you know ten or few tackles, uh, missed tackles. You know, because those tackles were on. I mean, those missed tackles were on mm-hmm. crucial third downs. The Hawkinson's uh, tackle that they missed, it converted a ter- uh, first down. Uh, the tackle they missed on the goal line was third and third and goal. If they had tackled, it would have been fourth down. They might have kicked the field goal as opposed to scoring a touchdown on that play. There are so many times where just a, just executing a little bitty, um, a little thing like a tackle can turn into a big thing like a drive, keep going, and then they go in to score. You got to take care of those little things, and they're not taking care of little yeah. things. Yeah. Um, at this point, mm. all right. How are we feeling about the coaching staff? <clears throat> Sirianni, Gannon, Steichen, Clay. Generally, are they won? I mean, they won. They did. I'm, they did. I'm confident they won. Number one. Number two. Um, this will be a major, major. This will be a major um thing to me that they come out and corrected more than half of the things they didn't correct. They get they cut the missed tackles in half. You know, I, I believe they're going to be a good coaching staff. If they go out and they execute um, as far as blitz pickup better on the offensive side of the ball, I'll think they, you know, they've won the day. If they go out and, and and you know, get some pass rush out of their front four as opposed to having to blitz, this will be a day in which they won. I, I They're a very, very talented team, but talent can only take you so far. You know, I've I've seen the most talented guys in the world get beat by the guys that work the hardest. So you know, it's it's this is going to be one of those evaluation games after the game. If we're disappointed again. This just may be, you know, when you say walk like a duck, quack like a duck. Maybe they are a duck. This could be the the, the, the pass rush are. thing is is most concerning to me. Like because we all know they got Reddick. Uh, you know they 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 got Brandon Graham back from an injury. They still right, have right, right, right. We all know the names. So. I, that was the area when you have the second least, the second fewest sacks in the NFL, like they did last year. That's the area they had to improve on most. They didn't and, record a sack. They're starting off the wrong way. They didn't. Record yeah, a sack. that's my thing. It's like that's one of the things I, I want. Some I want to be reaffirmed that this has been changed. Like you figured this part of it out, and they're going to be more effective getting to the other. To the Rob, and I know, I know, Goff got it out quick, but still, you right. got to get to him, man. He's not. He's a he's a stationary quarterback. And then Minnesota's gonna get it out faster. Cousins is a good quarterback. I don't want to hear all none of that uh big game and all that stuff. Cousins is a good cousins is probably averaging like 4,900 yards the past five seasons. He can grip it and rip it, man. Yeah. He's gonna and make he's got, the right he's decisions. got talent around him, too. Straight talent around him. You know, Jefferson is 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 now the the Cooper Cup in that offense. Yeah. So you you've got to find a way to to nullify that. And you say what you want to say. People say it all. Um, people say, you know, all right, you can cover guys. You can't cover forever. You know what I mean? You can't cover forever. If you don't have a pass rush, you're not going to be able to cover those guys. You got to have a pass rush. And without a pass rush, you don't care who you have. You can have five Deons out there, Deion Sanders out there. Eventually, those other guys are going to get open. So not pass rush, uh, not having a pass rush will nullify all the greatness you have in the secondary, mm. all of it. 
what was your sense of some of the things that Mike had to say regarding the game and the way it shook out and, and Gad and et cetera, some of the things you had a chance it's, it's, to hear? It's discerning because one thing about Mike, Mike is just going to tell the truth. Mike is going to tell it how he saw it, not how he sees it. Mike tells how he saw it. And what he saw was a team that doesn't have a pass rush. He saw a team that doesn't know how to blitz pickup. He saw a team that have so many inefficiencies that they have to become efficient at. They're going to have to work, man. They're going to have to work, you know. And, and it's a problem when you, you talk to a guy like Silski because he's just going to tell you the truth. He's not going to tell you his opinion. He's explaining exactly what on what he saw out there. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right, so I wanted to jump around a little bit here uh, on a couple different fronts. Um, the Phillies ended up winning last night 2-1. to one. They get a big home run from Nick Maton. They have 21 games left. They've won now four straight. The big story here is Bally Falter. He goes six innings, four hits, one run allowed, a solo home run. They've won his last six starts. The timing couldn't come you know, any better with Zach Wheeler being out, and it looks like Wheeler's close. He threw a bullpen last night. He will throw another one on Friday. All things are good to go. He may pitch in the major leagues on Tuesday. They might not even send him down to the minors. Um, they're really starting to, to – I'm not going to say cement because there's a still a long way to go, but they're looking real good for a playoff team, at least the second or third spot, this Phillies team. I think they're looking good because, you know, I, it's becoming important to them. You know, they they know they know they're right there at the cusp of, of, of being a playoff team. It's been 11 years. They know how good they are. And it kind of forced, you know, guys like Harper to to to, to kind of push a little harder than he needed to push. Now he's going to settle down. Things are going to get better. We already had the bottom of the lineup playing well. You know they're you know they're they're giving us they're giving us life they're giving us hope and we don't we don't have our our big sticks you know from one to five once we get them going man you know we'll be a hard team to beat I don't care who it is we'll be a hard team to beat yeah pitching wise we're getting healthy right at the right time no question and and generally getting healthy and getting yes. contributions from all over the place uh, as we mentioned a little bit earlier at, at the end with Mike um you know there's a lot there's a lot to like here. Um, and, and I want to get back to Falter real quick. So he's five and zero with a two, four, three ERA, 22 strikeouts and two walks and 29 and two thirds innings. I mean, that is really, really impressive. The, here's one other thing to keep in mind guys, when they get, to, if, and when they get to the playoffs, I'll say if they've been able to beat some big boys here, like Alcantara is as good as anybody. He's probably going to win the NL Cy Young. Okay. They've beaten him four of the last six times they faced. <laughs> yep. That is great for your psyche going into, you know, playoff series where you're going to be facing excellent pitching, knowing exactly. you've done it before against these kind of guys, these caliber of guys. They've scored seven, like 17 runs against him in, in the times. I think he's pitched six total times now against him this season. He, they've scored 17 runs against him. Are you he's, kidding me? He's one of the best of the best in terms of preparing yourself for what's to come because once you start talking about pay, facing the Dodgers pitching staff, the Mets, the Braves, you've, you, you're, you've – you're not just going to face just one. You're going to face a collection of good pitching staffs. Those teams, the pitching staffs, are just as integral as those teams being where they are position-wise as anything else. I, I would go so far right now as to say Falters is the second-best pitcher on this pitching staff for the Phillies. Mm. It's not It's not crazy. I, 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 I never thought about, it, but it's not crazy. This guy, wow. this guy only pitches – he only pitches four, five, five and a half, six innings a game. But you look at his numbers – Maybe one run, maybe three or four hits, a couple of strikeouts, one walk, maybe no walks. He's been as consistent as anybody has been who stepped to the, tapped that rubber for the Phillies. 
Now, last night, I mean, you know, and I mentioned it to Sealski as well. It's a little bit concerning when your top four batters go one for 15 last night and you look at Segura and Maytown, they go a combined four for seven, two, two runs scored, two RBI. But but you got to have those guys. In a playoff scenario, especially quick series, you have to have those guys. We've been talking about the back end of this lineup all summer long. The back end of this lineup has been integral in terms of helping this team get to where it is right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a lot deeper roster than we've given them credit for. I think the most the most satisfying thing when you talk about the game last night, after Falter left the mound, three combined pitchers for the Phillies gave up no runs, no hits, Great no point. walks. Yep. And Robertson, who has struggled, was like the Dave Robertson that we looked at when he first got here. Mm-hmm. So he got his mojo back last night. Now let's see if he can keep it next time he's called upon. But the little things worked so well for this team last night against a pesky Marlins team that's fallen off the face of the map. I mean, the Phillies right now are 11-6 and six on the season against the Marlins, but this is a pesky team that plays this team close. Yeah. And they're finding ways to win those games. Well said. All right, I wanted to touch on some Sixers real quick, and then we'll get back to the NFL stuff in a moment. Um, uh, John Clark did a sit-down with uh, – John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia with, with Daryl Morey. And, you know, basically it was a lot of sort of, as you would expect, James Harden praise – he wasn't 100% last year. What he's done by taking less money has allowed us to do a lot of different things, including P.J. Tucker and uh, Montrezl Harrell, who he said he recruited really hard. I'll start with this. Are you guys buying the narrative that you're going to get, if not Houston Harden, a much better James Harden than we saw in the playoffs last year, Barrett? I, I, I want to drink the Kool-Aid. Okay. I really do want to drink, and I am going to drink the Kool-Aid. I do think that um, – that, Harden really, he's figured it out. He understands that he has a short amount of time to maximize his playing ability. He wants a ring. He's becoming a ring chaser now. He wants a ring now. So he's going to do everything possible to, to execute that. He knows this, this is the closest he can get right now to winning a ring. So why wouldn't you get the best Harden, best version of Harden um, you can have? I mean, we got to know his shortcomings. He loves the party. He loves to kick it. You know what I'm saying? That's just what he does, you know? Yeah. But I think he's putting in the work this time to, you know, to, to kind of counter that. Mm-hmm. He's in shape right now going into this. Man, they'll be in training camp, what, in less than a month? I know. I can't believe we're that close. In man. training camp in less it's than crazy. a month. So, And in shape hard and going into training camp means he's only going to get into better shape going into the season. So, I mean, I got a lot of hope for it. And then, you know, the, the compliment of, of athletes that we brought in. You know, Harrell, he's going to be a guy that can give, can spell and bead. Yeah. And B doesn't have to play, you know, marathon games like he usually does. Um, PJ Tucker, the defensive, you know, prowess that he has right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need that. And oh, by the way, we kept Tobias, and I saw a lot different Tobias uh, during the playoffs than I've seen Tobias since he's been here. Hopefully, he keeps that same type of drive and keeps that same type of enthusiasm for the game that he had during the playoffs. Because that Tobias Harris right there can win with us. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And plus, we see with Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. We know we're going to get from him. We know we're going to get a gym rat going to go out there and practice as much as he can. And he's only giving. I say, I say right now that he's probably going to average twenty three points a game. That's fair. I don't think that's crazy, man. With, with right. the, the improvement we saw from year one to year two, and how hard that guy works. Absolutely, I don't think Absolutely. that's crazy at all. How about you, Gunner? I think um, the the ghost of James Harden path is long gone. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of being that he almost guy, made we, me choke, we, man. In terms of being that guy, we, we want him to be from Houston. But I think we'll see a much better James Harden compared to what we saw down the stretch of this season. 
and we're going to find out how much of it was that hamstring. And I think a part of his game significantly going forward would be a facilitator. And I don't know, I know people don't want to hear that word, but I think that's an important part of his game moving forward is finding yes. an open man and give them the open shot. Yeah, You know, James Harden is still, he's going to get his 23, 25, 27 points a game, but I think he's going to do a better job of getting more people involved in the offense, which they need. It can't be just a Joel Embiid, James Harden show. Tobias Harris should get more open looks. P.J. Tucker, who you're not going to count on to score 20 points tonight, but can give you a solid 10 and solid defense, should get more open looks. And so, and so I think that's the best James Harden moving forward with this team if they're going to try to go deep into the playoffs next year. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, Rob, yeah. especially you, DeAnthony Melton, what yeah. are we getting from him? Uh, you're going to get a guy who can do a lot of different things off the bench. He can score it. Uh, he's an excellent defender. He's kind of a combo guard who can play both spots. Mm-hmm. He's lengthy. You really like the biggest thing for me, Barrett, the biggest takeaway for this offseason is this team has a real bench. Now you are not wow, falling okay. off a cliff. You can do, you can run how ha- um, Harold out there. You're going to run Melton out there. You you've added some house. You've added some really good pieces, man. And it's not going to be just depending on Furkan Korkmaz and, you know, other guys who who shouldn't even see the light of day, mm-hmm. right? So what about I, Matisse? Matisse be able to bring something to the I table? mean, I, I'm not counting on Matisse. So if you get stuff from he Matisse, is what he is. gravy. Yeah, it's gravy now. That's kind of where I'm at with Matisse. If you get anything awesome. Um, I think also to, to Harden for a minute, I think the bit but I think we're gonna love Melton to answer your question, Byron. Uh okay. I think Harden realizes he's not the same guy. And one of the things more he points out when he talked to John Clark was the stats that they had off of his passes to guys in terms of shooting percentage and good looks that he's getting them. So I think he realizes who he is now. It's not going to be an explosive scorer that he was, but he's going to be a, a, a good playmaker at that one spot. So I think that's going to be important. Look, he's, I still think he's not, be- he's not getting he's not getting those calls anymore. And see, he has to change that aspect yes. of his games also. Right. The, on. the theatrics when he drove to the paint where he was getting a lot of those calls. Yeah. Um, you're not getting those anymore. How he used to draw the the, the, the fouls beyond the arc with the double. You're not getting those anymore. Right. So you got to change an aspect of your game. And I think I that'll help him grow as a player overall. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. We come back. Uh, a bunch of things in the NFL. Uh, Giselle talks about uh, the relationship with Tom. Uh, we'll give a TJ Watt update. Uh, a, a backtrack by a coach. Andy Reid having uh, issues with a field. Lions uh, information, which is interesting, and some uh, defensive and offensive players and special teams, by the way, players of the week around the NFL. So you don't want to go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Tape, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any problem that you may face. So if you have any type of issue with your trees or on your property, if you do, okay, they're just a quick phone call away. Very simple. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're in that time of year right now. Hurricanes, some bad weather, some wind, some rain. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated. Make sure you got some dead trees, got some older trees, got some trees that are maybe a little bit overgrown. You want to get all those taken care of before something serious happens. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 
48. That's 610-850-2848. You can reach out to him online as well. FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome back in, hour number three. Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Tell a friend, hit that like button. We appreciate it. All right, let's do a little NFL, guys. Uh, I want to start with this one. We all got to kick it back to the NFL, huh? I always. I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm fascinated by this guy, Mike McDaniel. All right, so he, um, I guess he was meeting with the media yesterday or today, and he said when he was an assistant coach he would get away whatever this means get away with not showering from sunday to wednesday as an assistant huh? he would take those huh? days off <laughs> I, I mean, like 
What is that wait, even wait, like? Wait, you're telling wait. me you couldn't get in the shower during that time? You were so wait, busy or so poor? Wait, a Rob, minute. as an assistant, not showering for four days? Four days? Rob, come on, Rob. man. Well, how, how does that? How does that come into a, a, a conversation? How does that? Be brought up in a conversation. Barry, have you watched his press conferences? No, I'm I'm intrigued now. I, I was he I is out there. Man. I'm intrigued now. I got a I, this. This is the third time in a row that you brought up what he yeah. said in a news con. I got I got to talk to him. He's must see TV, huh? I'm bordering hey man, on I, obsessed with this guy now. Look, <laughs> after, after 24 hours, things start sticking to you, man. You can't be Bro. doing that. What and you you, you look around a bunch of men, especially on a hot field down in Miami. Yeah. In close environment, but hold on, oh, can't be doing he, it four days, no shower. He's a little guy, though. You know what I'm saying? Like once you once you pass the 295 to 300 plateau, you got to shower at least once a day. Yeah, you know, I, man, I agree, man. but I think I don't general care if you're 120 pounds. Shower every day, no matter what. I don't size care if you're 120 are, pounds, man. Yeah, your I'm body still, yeah. your body still gives off odors. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't come on, dude. Come on, man. Seriously, yeah. I, I know the head coach. Hey, when you're an assistant, you live in the facility. There's plenty of showers in the facility. There's too, like, too many with showers. And if There's you're worried like about your water bill, get showered at the facility, man. That's not bro, on. That's on them, bro. They, I wouldn't even wash clothes half like like I'm telling you, man. I mean, I know this is TMI, but I would I would literally we have three bags that we have um, that they you know would alternate, and I would have socks and underwear and a t-shirt in each one of those bags. So I might go the entire month with those because they wash them every single day. Right. <laughs> so oh, they were man. getting washed every single at, day. At least they were clean. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you don't have any excuse. They wash your clothes for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, the stories are legendary about head coaches. Andy Reid included how Andy Reid used to live in his office Monday through Friday and his wife wouldn't see him until the weekend and he was up at 6 a.m. and he's been working a mid until mid. The stories are legendary about head coaches and assistant coaches are doing that. But you mean to tell me if you have time to eat a meal, you don't have time to just jump in a quick 10-minute yeah. shower? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I know wow. you're busy. Come on, I know man. you're game planning. You have time to, to get a shower for 10 well, minutes. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, Rob. When do you have time to shower? You have 150 <laughs> jobs. When do you have time? Early, man. You get them early. <laughs> That's when you get them in. You know, when nobody's torturing you. Nobody's bothering you. Everybody's still asleep. Hey, hey, hey Barrett, that's why he's downstairs in an air-conditioned basement. <laughs> correct. Yes, correct. Yes. Oh, I, need, I need, like, a soundproof just let's start well i know look let me ask you guys this a, a serious uh, question like what? i think joe buck and troy aikman are really good i always yeah, have yeah. i always thought yeah, I buck too. got a bad rap okay yep, yep, right yep. i agree they're he doing the like us though he doesn't like us though but that's fine <laughs> well so they're doing the game on uh monday it's a double header but the second game right. is is we the philadelphia has the the you know number one announcers um I don't get the hate. Like I, I'm watching the Monday, and I'm, man, I'm like, this is a really good call of a game. Like I don't know where this comes from with people. I really don't. I don't understand it. What he I, says, I the stuff that he says, you know, he's not. I think it's more so the way he comes off whenever the Dallas played the Eagles. You could kind of hear a little favoritism in his analysis with Dallas and also with New England. Are you talking Troy? See, it's see, not, I, not I think I think Troy is fair in his analysis. No. Across no, the board. No, 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 talking about um. You think Buck? Buck, Buck, you think Buck? The Cowboys? Yeah, Buck yeah. Really? Yeah, Buck is the one. Huh. Philly See, does think, not like him. Yeah, I don't know why, but I think Troy is very fair when it comes to when he's does yeah. he's done Eagles Cowboys games. I think it's very fair in his overall assessment. Now, obviously, he knows that Dallas organization 
way better than he knows the Eagles because he right. still has ties there. He talks to people in the office, talks to players. But I think he's very comes across very fair when he's doing a broadcast. All, you know, all the um, all the analysts that come from Dallas are very fair. Michael Irvin's very fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dion's been fair. You look at all the guys. Moose you know, Johnson, I thought was a Moose. Yeah, I mean, I think they're all good. I do. I like Troy. I like Troy and Buckland. I think they're one of the quality guys. You know, you can you can turn to. Now, who's doing a game this Thursday? Who's doing a game tomorrow? This is the so first. The third, the, yeah, oh, the yeah. Thursday game is yeah. is the first oh, Amazon game. So that's Amazon, Michael's okay, and, yes. and Herb Street. Yeah, that's okay. their, Herb Street. Because last Thursday was it was NBC, if you remember. Yep. Yeah. This yeah, one yeah, is yeah. when Amazon is an Amazon. It's a great game. It's the Chiefs and the Chargers. Right. Um, and right. I think that's a great combination, putting Al Michael with uh, Kurt Herbstreit. They're both yeah. very good at what they do. I think that's a great combination. I, I, I agree with that. I didn't think Herbstreit did. In a, well, he can do it all the games, you know. He but his 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 stick is with uh, college football. College. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to I see how he how he flows with uh, this in the NFL. I mean, NFL is easier actually because you know all the players. It's hard with college football. Like you're learning mm-hmm. um, two 40, 50 man rosters. You know that are, that are yeah. addressed for the game. You know, I mean, I have it easy this week because I, I did Temple, um, Temple Lafayette last week. You know, Lafayette lost to Temple. They should have blew them out, but you know they got a lot to do. Yeah. But then I got Temple again, so I only have to really memorize Rutgers, uh, Rutgers players because I already know Temple's players. You know. Yeah, that's so, nice. Yeah, it's, it's be a little bit easier. You know, I got, I got a coach's call. Hence, that's why I'm at the job today. I got a coach's call at three thirty. Okay. So that's why I came. To the job to do you guys um justice and not have to get off early we appreciate but it, man. Back, it backfired on me because bro i've had issues with travel from last night still from last night to this to traffic to gen- just general kind of oh, traffic wow. Issues. Wow. you know my dodge magnum i'm driving and i well last night i had a um event to do for the eagles hmm. so i'm going to do the event so i leave out of the wells fargo where um where our studio is here at NBC, and I'm leaving out, and all of a sudden I hit the gas, and it just went. Poof. Oh, and no, no, I, yeah. So I think my messed my transmission up, so it oh, rolled no. over. So I roll over to the side of the road, but I had an event I have to do at seven thirty, oh. and here it is, seven o'clock. How far away was it? I'm right, at, and it was at Adelphia's in in um in Jersey. Which oh is- man, so you had to get from South Philly over to. to- Yes, over the bridge. So just I have, you know, I, I called one of my um producers who, who to produces my show. Mm-hmm. So he gave me a ride to um to Adelphi to drop me off. Well, then I Ubered back to my car to make sure they didn't tow it because it was sitting outside, right there where the um right in front of the you know Wells Fargo where the where the um buses and the train the train yeah. yeah. So it was sitting out there. I get to, I had to wait three hours for a tow truck to come get three my hours. Yes. What? Three hours. Three hours. Three hours. Oh. Three hours. Three solid you, hours. You pay for AAA? Yes. See, and they took I'm, them that long to get there. Yeah. That's yes. terrible. I was hot as fish grease. In fact, I, I, I sat down. I was you know what? I went over to uh, um, Chicken and Pete's, had me a drink, and came back, and they still hadn't come. Damn. So, long story long, I get back to the house. It's probably. 12 30 at night i go to bed wake up in the morning so i drive my pickup truck okay here to work i'm on my way here i left 45 minutes in advance because we got off the i, I told hey guys i gotta get off the meeting early so i can get there there's an accident where 295 splits where you have uh that you can go to philly or you can go to atlantic yeah. city yep there's an accident right there mm. so i'm sitting there trying to get past i'm like 
Derek, Xander, and Rob are gonna kill me. So I kept had I kept putting on, you know, filming. Uh, look at it. Here's another policeman going by. Here's here's here the police uh the uh, fire department going by. You know, to show you that I'm sitting there, so you guys didn't think I was, you know, yeah, playing around. Dude, we, we you you don't need to do that. By the way, if you tell Bro, us you're in traffic, we believe you. It was horrible, man. So my traveling the past not even 24 hours has been atrocious, atrocious. So I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I hear you. Um, anyway, so I want to throw that out there about Buck and Aikman. Um, b- beside that, aside from that, and this was part of what I was doing today as I was waiting uh, two two hours and forty five minutes for an oil change. As I'm doing my work, they have Good Morning America on in the waiting room. So I'm watching uh, them talk about Giselle and Tom Brady. <laughs> right, right. So uh, on Good Morning America, but uh, she spoke with L Magazine. Now this was before the season started. It's be- so it's before Brady took his two training, weeks training camp or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah she basically said, "Look, I want him to be more present, and do I worry about him? You know, taking a beating? Like, yes. What else does he have to prove? That kind of thing." Um, she they asked her. They followed up. Are you guys having any kind of marital discord? And she wouldn't, you know, go near that. It, look, you could tell. Wait, wait. Something. What was her answer? What was her answer? She wouldn't answer. She just did, danced around it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So she never holds her tongue. That's what I'm saying. I'm she telling you. There you yeah. go. I I think that my assessment is him going back really did not sit well with her, and he, they're dealing with some stuff. It's just sort of my set. Now he's the goat who seems to be able to just block everything out and just keep doing his thing. So maybe it doesn't affect them. Who knows? But it seems well, like there's a she's lot. She's the more goat, also on. though. She oh, is yeah. a goat. Yeah, she's she a goat. goat. You know, double so, goat. Yeah. Hey, hey, B. Brooks. Um, East Camden for life said you you weren't stuck in traffic. You stopped at White Castle. There we go. I wish I could. If there was a White Castle, I do believe that I would. <gasps> I'd be late. Oh my goodness, you know man. I'd be late. I, I definitely would, man. But hey, look at this though. When you look at that whole situation, and Tom comes back, I mean, what is he coming back for? Being in the locker room, I understand that. When I locker room, that that mm-hmm. that's the hardest part about retiring, knowing you're not going to be in a locker room anymore. But the thing is, you don't truly leave the game because that's why I got into doing what I'm doing here. Right. He's not going to truly leave the game because he's going to be. He has a 350 million dollar um payday coming right. from from you know to do games when he when he retires. Right. So he'll still be a part of the game. There's got to be something else. Yeah. Driving <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. But you know what though. He exceeded his life expectancy in the game of football. Oh, God, by, okay. by eight. Now, when you're talking about being an absentee parent from August all the way through January, and in many cases with him, parts of February, that's a little bit different when you have two, three, four kids, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, but when you have that kind of money, you can hire the best of the best in terms of nannies, helpers, stuff like that to help you get through those things. Unlike most people, they have to take upon that, that job description on themselves. So, Maybe she's at a point was frustrated. Hey, look, I let you do what you needed to do for 22 years. You told America you were calling it quits back in January. And then a week late, 10 days later, you, you, you're going back again. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, he came out last week. Well, you know, I missed a lot of birthdays, um, a, a, a lot of things that kids are going yeah. through and growing up, you know, so that's starting to weigh on them now. So basically, it sounds like to me he reneged on his deal. Maybe. That's Maybe. exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. He, he retired, man. Like, what else do you have to gain? You've won seven Super Bowls. You've made as much money as endorsements as you have almost playing the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
you will go down as the greatest quarterback that ever played the game. That we ar arguably, game. Yes. arguably, because everybody's going to have arguably. their favorite. Yeah, but that's, oh, that's us. We agree. Oh. Hold up, hold up. We agree in unison. But you know how it is. Football fans, they're going to argue. They're going to argue, oh, no, he was better. Yo, Joe Montana was better. You know, Johnny Unitas was a better quarterback. He only – and back in this era, he had to succeed on, on, on mud-soaked fields, playing on ice and all that. You know what I'm right. saying? So right. you're going to have your favorites. The debut will rage on forever. But, you know, as we look at the modern era of football, he is the greatest to ever play the quarterback position. And he proved it by going down to another team in the first year and winning a Super Bowl with another team yeah, in the first away year. from Belichick. Yep. Away from Belichick, yep. okay? Yep. Um, so well, basically – Nothing left to prove. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The only thing he has left is – and I've heard so many players say this and the players have told me this. It's hard to give up their camaraderie. Sure. It is. In it the is. locker room. Like blood, that, sweat, and tears that, you know, on a practice that. field. Yep. Um, bringing guys together from so many different parts of the country for one common cause – of trying to be the best of the best. You know, most guys come to that realization mid to late thirties. This man's 45 years old mm -hmm. and still doing it. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Give it up. So the uh, other interesting stuff around the league, I, I, I look, I, I don't know how you want to view this. I, I'm going to err on the side of, I give the guy credit. Okay. Right. But right. Daniel right. Hackett came out yesterday and said, look, in hindsight, we, we, you know, if we could do it over again, I would go for it. I wouldn't kick the field goal. We had certain, you know, there was a yard that we wanted to hit. We got to that yard. We, we kind of went by the book. It didn't work out. If I could do it again, I would have had Russell Wilson, you know, try to pick us up a first down. I, I'm going to give him credit. I, I know, look guys, you, you guys may feel differently. There's a couple different ways you can look at this, but I'll, I'll, I'll give him his props. I will say I give him his props, but I wouldn't have done it. Nope, not me. I just wouldn't have done it. I, 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 I give him his props for being honest like that, and I think it's more so he wanted to show, um, he wanted to show his quarterback, hey, I, I totally trust in you. This is why I did it. And I want everybody else to say it's not the trust that I don't have in you. It's, it's not that. It's just what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking at the time. It has nothing to do with your skill set. I knew you could have got the first round. I just lunched on it because once we got to that point that I thought we were comfortable with it, I was good with it. See, I'll start by saying I give him his props for being open and honest, but I would not have answered the question in that regard. Um, you, we, you knew what he should have done. I knew what he should have done. All of America watching that game knew what he should have done. That ball should have been in the hand of a future Hall of Famer on fourth and five. Yep. I don't know. That yep. man has won too many come-from-behind games in his career for him not to have the ball. But I would have stepped to the mic, and when he asked me that question, I said, uh, Derek, when you look at when you look at the film, should you have gone for it? I would have said, you know what, we made a lot of mistakes in this game. Uh, we've studied the film. We've we've watched everything, and moving forward, um, we have to do a better job in all facets of the game. Boom! And I'd have dropped the mic and walked off. You'd be Hello, great. You'd you be great at the podium, said. man. That's I right. love that. That's what I would have said. You like perfect. that? It's perfect. That's what Rob, I would have said. Rob, He's Nino Brown, man. He is, That's man. Right. That's Brown. right. He is no, unbelievable. It's the, it's the brother from the bank. It's the educated brother from the I'm bank. calling you Nino, man. That's Nino Gunn. Look, because see, now what you've done is you've opened that can of worms. Yeah, I agree. You're going to be second-guessed every time you do I something. You make yourself vulnerable, right? He better he better start yes. nailing his decisions from here on out. It goes but away if you start getting them right going You're forward. right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But Rob, I'll tell you this. 
I'm not gonna say that. I think it's more so he has he, he doesn't care about what we think. I think it's more so about how they think about his quarterback and why they didn't give him an opportunity right. to do it. I Great think it's point. more so him trying to make sure that it's never there's nothing that's going to him saying that he doesn't believe in him. It yeah. was my fault, and that's the reason why I did. I think good that's point, the, that's, that's what the a good stand up coach does. Yeah. I get that. Yep. I get yep. that. But yep. I wouldn't stand there at the podium and but just meet like you, that. And you just said I'm uh, it's the educated brother from that's from right. The bank. I would have said it's the educated brother from the bank. If I'm going down, I'm taking everybody. It's the educated brother from the bank. No, I'm, 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 you know what? Uh, yeah. Time time's yours. Um, well, you know, okay. we have to do a better job. What um, a segue. Good segue, Nino. So yeah. Andy Reid uh has is blaming the turf in Arizona for a couple injuries here. Um saying basically the side was loose. It wasn't catching for the players. So he he had two guys go down. The, the rookie, Trent McDuffie, the corner, he's out at least four weeks now wow. with a, ha- a bad hamstring. From okay? Washington. Yeah, yes. Some people Washington. wanted the Eagles to, to, um, to take yep. it. And then Harrison uh, Butker, his, his kicker, mm-hmm. uh, they were there was hope he would be able to kick tomorrow night in the Thursday night game. He won't now. So that's – by the way, props to Justin Reed. Did you see him he step in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yes. That's crazy. A receiver went yeah, in and so kicked the field goal. That was talent. That dude is talent. Great down. Yeah. I think he did it in college, though. Did he? Did he? That something? Yeah, he did yeah, it in college. He was really good. Yeah. But but I'll tell you, man, and look, Andy knows of what he speaks from garbage, you know, fields with the vet and, and some of the stuff that he had to deal with. But I thought it was it was kind of interesting. He's not usually one to call out like no. a team or a situation like that, but he did. He was pretty good. They had just resided that field. Let me tell you something, because I've had to lay many sod from the time I was a teenager. My dad had me out there laying sod. It takes a while for it to catch. And I know right. modern technology expedites the process now. But when you have 22 men, 200 to 400 pounds, running up and down and cutting something, you know, a, a, a week, a week, that's not enough for that turf, the turf to take hold, man. And that's why you see a lot of these ankle and knee injuries with stuff like that. And I know a lot of teams do it. You know, they do it time and time again. But, you know, Andy Reid is right, man. You, you, what if you had lost Patrick Mahomes for the season with an ACL tear because Kelsey a piece or, of turf yeah. gave away? Somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. You know. Well, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a real problem like in Pittsburgh because in Pittsburgh, um, they played the high school football game like in November. Yeah. They played all the high school championship games. State championship, yeah. In, in in Pittsburgh Stadium, then they play. Uh, Pitt, the Pitt plays football. there too. Yeah, yeah. Pitt mm-hmm. plays there, and then we played there on Sunday. But it was never that bad as we saw, and um, you know that I've seen before. It's not one of the worst, but I've seen I've seen I've seen the the the, the turf pretty bad, but not as bad as uh what what Andy was saying. You know, mm. I, I I thought it looked pretty good. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Now, when, when you look at when you look at the Arizona Stadium, though, and the unique concept of it is, the field sets, and I've been there and I've seen this thing. that's like fascinating. The field, the entire grass field, sets on a one million pound electronic tray. Now, when it has to get sun, because obviously grass, when you water, you it rolls. They can roll the whole field outside the stadium and then roll yep. it back in for a game. So the entire field comes outside. The entire yeah. field, yes, it's it's unbelievable That's what amazing. you can do with this track, you know, to go back and forth. Um, but and I don't care how much you water it, you know, you got to wait at least a couple of weeks, you know, sometimes a month, depending on type of the type of grass you're using. Now, out, out west because it's so hot, they use what is called like a rye grass. It's a tougher grass that grows better in that environment. In the Midwest where we grew up, Bear Brooks, it was Kentucky bluegrass, 
was the grass yep. of choice. Yep, you know, yep. so but when you got all these grown men run up and down and you know, and they practice the thing is too, they practice on that field. So when does it have time to catch? Good point. They practice on it too? They practice on it at times too, yes. Oh wow. See that's you that's tough, man, you know, because you know, of course, you know, you, you think about guys my size out there, you know, pushing and scratching and cutting and all that stuff, man. That's I yeah. It's kind of surprising me that Big Red said something. It must have been pretty bad if Big Red said something. That's what I'm saying. It must have been yeah, a real yeah, extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Big Red is a fraternity guy. He does yep. not give you anything that goes against the overall fraternity. He does not like to be the center of controversy in any way, shape, or form for anything. Yeah, that's a great so. point. Um, all right, a couple other things. Uh, TJ Watt, they're thinking it's going to be one game. or there, There's a hope. Let me put it. Right, let me rephrase that. They're, they're sort of floating this thing that it may be one game. Most people believe it's going to be six. He doesn't need surgery. The tendon isn't torn. Um, and is I don't know what – I guess. People keep saying his brother recovered quickly. Okay, I guess. I mean, maybe the same genes, but it's a different HGH. person. HGH, yeah. baby. HGH. HGH. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yep. so, it's not, so it's not torn, but it's extremely strained. I don't care if you put a harness on it's it. It's not a not. full tear. Sorry, not a okay. full tear. Okay, so go out there the next game. Let them go ahead and rip it completely then. Uh, Why would you not wait? Why would you not wait four or five games? If it's a partial tear, you can't even harness. I'm not rushing him back. He's a maniac, man. They probably probably have him in a straight jacket to calm him down. Yeah, they probably probably told him, look, man, we're going to give you the surge. He probably told him, no, you touch me with that knife. I'm going to kill you. You He's he's one of those types, man. He wants to get out there. Yeah. Regardless, he's willing to pay the, the consequences and repercussions of what he's going to go out there and do. Yeah. So they probably told premier. him what they thought he was going to do, yeah. but he said, "Now, nah, this is what I'm doing." He's a premier edge rusher in the game today. Yeah, yeah. no, he is. No he is. That's for sure. It. With me, right. I'd be like, "Oh, cut me, Mick." Yeah. Cut me. <laughs> well, that. But you know, Barry, I, and I know it's easier said than done. But you got to protect right. the players against themselves sometimes. Cut me, and, Mick. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know when they um oh, interesting fact you guys had to team me up about something with Rocky. <laughs> right 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 so they when they um they made like a, a a lighter sort of pg version of rocky one when, when it when it blew up as a movie okay it had the cut me scene where they they, right. they literally get a razor out slice open the side of his eye so we can yeah. see out of the side of his eye for people right. who may not have seen rocky and if you haven't shame on you but uh <laughs> When they 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 like reran it later in the theaters and edited that scene out where you don't see the cut me scene. Did you guys know that? No, no I didn't. They thought it was too harsh, too graphic what? for audiences. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm just telling you. I, they messed they, your movie up, man. They messed I know, no, man. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Hold up. Yeah. Right, let, let, I'm glad I'm glad you said that. Okay, so what year did that movie come out again? 1976. Prior to that, there was a movie called The Exorcist. There's no more of a graphic movie than The Exorcist. And you're telling me they're worried about showing a scene? Did you? Did, I'm assuming you guys have oh, seen The Exorcist in its yes. original form. Yes. Are you Rocky serious? About when? Seventy-six. Seventy-six. Bicentennial year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was seventy-six. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Wow. Yeah. And you're worried about a cut? A cut me scene? Well, Jaws came out in seventy-five, and you you see yeah. Jaws eat up. Uh, Quint when he slides into the yeah man the you got blood spewing everywhere yeah. man wow. how about the scene in Jaws where the you see the leg floating down up in the ocean oh, like this yeah, yeah. seriously yeah yeah man, it, my, I, 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 it's crazy now because I I'm just flipping the channels on regular TV oh the stuff I, you see I, now I, I see breast on regular TV on, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like at 
one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-huh. No yeah. shame. What, what channel are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about regular t- TV. What channel? What time? Let me program. Regular TV, not like skin flicks or nothing. Regular TV, man. No skin and max. Oh, I got no, no skin and max. Just regular right. TV, man. Hey, ta- hey, Tavern Mike, The Exorcist came out in 73. You know, he said 78. I said, wait, let me check that. He came out in 73. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So, Gunner, you pointed this out in the pre-show. This is very cool. What did I do now, Rob? First time in 24 games that the Lions are actually favored in a football game. They were two and a half. Crazy. Yeah, favorites against the 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 Commies, the the Washington Commanders this week. Man, Vegas likes what they saw from them last week. The last time they were favored in a game was November 22nd, 2020. That's the what? last time they were favored in a game. Two guess who had the second? Yeah, guess who had the second longest streak for not being favored in a game? The Giants had a 15 game streak when they weren't favored. Wow! Wow! Now, man. now Detroit was favored. The, the last time Detroit was favored, they were favored over Carolina. They went into Carolina and lost 20 to nothing. So it kind of hurt. Their, <laughs> it hurt their, their their case. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, uh, you think about it. Not an easy game to handicap because Washington won, right? They beat the the, uh, the Jags. Yep. So Washington right. wins. Wentz looks pretty good, you know, for the most part. Right. Um, right. But I think because it's the road, and generally you're you're talking about two and a half or three points that you all almost automatically subtract, if you will, from the home team. <laughs> so they're basically saying this is a toss up. This kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? You see what John wrote to? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh my god, that's rough. Something's wrong with him, man. Yeah, Something's man. wrong with John. Yeah, there's issues. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. And I could see you. I could see the reflection in your glasses too. I know you. I knew you started. As soon as you saw that, you started laughing. Oh I'm not God. gonna say. It, I'm not gonna say. It was, hey, Barrett, Barrett, some things are better left unsaid. unsaid. Very true. Yes, we know what Barrett's doing after the show today. Oh man, um, Barrett'll be watching TV this afternoon. I wonder oh, yes, why. He will. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm, I'm breaking down film. Yeah, sure. He break it down, all right. Uh, um, Patrick Mahomes, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. No surprise uh, there. Uh, with the way he might win it every week. I know. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick gets the defense. He was phenomenal for the Steelers. Gets the defensive player. Bad of the man, week. bad yeah. man. He is. He is. I I thought this was interesting. Saquon Barkley gets the Offensive Player of the Week. He should. That's, you know. You could be looking at comeback player of the year too if he keeps this up. Um, right. But he earned it, man. He he was great in that game. Hey man, he's running he, behind he scrubs. Yeah, he, he running behind scrubs. He got a buck sixty four running behind scrubs. Yes, <laughs> they went out and got some guys from the local Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Got <laughs> playing off of the line for him. <laughs> he goes out there and does that. Hey, what are you doing Sunday at one uh, o'clock? I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Then after that, you can come help me, you know, demo my bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, and, and an Eagle oh gets, a, uh, gets a little touch here. So, uh, Zach McPherson gets special teams Good. player of the week. Of course, fielded that uh, that onside kick. It was not a great onside kick. No, that uh, was let's, a punt. Yeah. That was, Why did Detroit do this at that time of the game? To- you had the momentum. 
That's, that's, that's like the well, example. I'm, I'm throwing anything out there, Dude. man. Anything and everything. Kitchen sink. Yep. If, okay, if you kick the ball on the ground, now you practice that technique. Kickers don't practice much, but you practice the onside kicks time and time again. Why would you pop it straight up in the air instead of hitting it on the ground, see if you can ricochet off somebody's leg or arm or something? You're so much better you off, that? you know, with the, with the weird hops you get with a with a net with a football than. than but guys, oh, how many you guys? How many of you guys? How many of you guys thought that they were going to do that? None I didn't think it. Exactly. So he he hit us. We go up in the air so his guys can go ten yards and go get it. Yeah, dude. Uh, his guy when he was five yards. Were ready for it. McPherson had the ball before his guy. The, the, the closest guy coming down was five within five yards of yeah. the ball. He should have pushed. He should have boom. Try to ricochet it off somebody. I yeah. saw it was one guy in college, smartest thing I've ever seen in my life. They onside kicked it, and as soon as the ball went in the air, he yeah. waved his arms like this as a fair catch. Yeah. They they got they got the ball, blew him up, and it was, uh, they got the ball. I mean, knocked him totally out. They take the ball. They think they got the ball, but they got a flag for uh for um. Yeah, you can't right. hit the you know you can't help you can't hit the guy if you know if he fair catches it. Right, smartest thing I've seen in a long time, bro. Huh. Mm. That is interesting. Um, yeah. all right, so it will be Joe Flacco for yet another week. There were a lot of calls for uh for Mike White to be Mike the White, uh yeah. The, yeah the quarterback with the Jets. Zach Wilson is practicing today. For what another, it's worth, so I guess another, the knees another loss a lot for the better. Jets. Flacco's under center. Another loss. Yeah, another I'm, loss I'm for with the Jets. you. And they get they're at Cleveland. Cleveland's coming off that um, you know they're feeling good about themselves winning last week. Yep, you know yep. they're they're just looking to just be you know still have a fighter's chance once Watson gets back. That's all Cleveland's Rob, goal is. Rob, Robert Sellers' uh, receipt jar is going to get that much deeper. This yeah, week. there's going to be a lot of receipts, man. That jar is going to be full. Yeah, this stays this way. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's one of the, uh, oh, the interesting games uh, of the uh, of the oh, NFL man. slate. All right, so uh, let's get a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll hit you with some open talk stuff, including a former NFL star, a uh, Hall of Famer who's in some big trouble. We'll do that. Birthdays on this date. I got a couple on the dates for you guys, which are good. So we'll dip into all of that. Continue the Eagles talk as well. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. 
Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Time flies when you're having fun. Final segment of the show. Welcome back in, everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. A tomorrow uh, programming reminder at 1 o'clock, we will have Shield Kapadia. So looking forward to talking to Shield. Now of the ringer, Shield does a great job covering the NFL, so he'll be 1 o'clock tomorrow. All right, Aaron, Aaron Judge just keeps his rampage up, man. Uh, he hit his 56th and 57th home runs of the season last night. What a season this guy has had. And he's another one. He's in a, he's in a spot where he's going to get paid. You know, he kind of bet on himself and, and he is, it paid off and it paid off in a big, big way. <laughs> just, just, just give him the MVP trophy now. Just, just give it to him now. Yeah. There's no question. There's no question. Who it is. Yeah. Barrett, just, back it up. I agree. Yeah. With you. That, that Brinks truck is going to be, in fact, he might need three or four Brinks trucks to back it up. He might get it. He might get a billion dollar contract. No lie. Two yeah, billion dollars. It, it's going to be insane what he gets. It really right, is. Right. So they've already surpassed what? 500? Uh, oh, yeah. The, yeah. Some of the other deals that have been had. And Soto's going to get an insane contract, too. Him, too. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about, you know, this. It's crazy the amount of money these guys are. All making. guaranteed, too. It's not, it's not fair. How, how? What is Aaron just like? 6'5, six, 6'6? Six, six? Oh, he's, yeah. Jack, like yeah, he's bigger than that. Yeah. He's like Paul Bunyan. When he walks up to the plate, he man. does. My yeah. goodness, he looked like I mean, he can start linebacker, outside linebacker for anybody right now. Yeah, he's six seven, two eighty two. That's that's insane. What seven? Man. And he six, plays seven. center field. He's yes. nimble enough to yes. play center field. He's six seven, two eighty two. Like he doesn't look. Like, he wears two eighty two well, and I know he's super tall. He, you, he look. I would have guessed like two fifty, two forty five. Wow, I don't know. he's like, like the, the monster. The monsters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, about the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like the pirate. The pirates have a six-five shortstop. Yeah, yeah. O'Neill yeah. Cruz. Yeah, freak, a freak of nature. Six, seven. Man. Yeah, six seven. Right? Is he six yeah. seven? Six yeah, seven. Yeah, six seven. I mean, seriously, I'm used yeah. to covering shortstops like Ozzy Smith, five eight, five nine. Exactly. Little exactly. wispy guys with arms like rocket arms. You know, six seven. What's next? I mean, we all we all raved about Randy Johnson being a six nine pitcher. 
Yeah. When he was when he was at his 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 peak. You know who was a really good pitcher that people didn't give credit for, but he could have went he could have went to uh play in the MB, uh, MLB. Who? What's his name? Uh, he's um, six, seven foot three for the Sixers. Oh. Seven three for the Sixers. Yes. No, he was seven six actually. Seven five. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Yes, Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley was an all world pitcher. I think it was the BYU. He was an all. He went to BYU. Pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. See, all world you, pitcher. Can you imagine him taking a stride to the to the plate? That's see, that's unfair. Oh. He would have been. What is it? Sixty? How many feet? Sixty. For the home feet, plate. six inches. So, so he would have been 30 feet when he started. He would only been throwing the ball 30 feet. That's not fair. Yeah, that, that's that's just crazy. He would be, it would literally be like he's right on top of you. Exactly. So he was yeah. an all world pitcher. You know what I'm saying? I had to do my homework. He, you know, I, I played against him in high school. That's crazy. Jeez. I was the first person to hold him under 20 points. I held him to uh, 18 points. Oh. I got to imagine you were just kind of banging him around, right? Bro, I, mean, you I was using your physicality against him. I was 6'3 and I was at his belly button. Oh my god! Yeah, but I held, I, I held, I, I did, I held him to, uh, to eighteen oh points. It's called the seven up shootout. No, either Coca Cola shootout, seven shootout, one, something like that. Okay. And uh, we played against him, and you know, but all he did dunk on my face, and I and I got a mouthful of his province, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I, 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 I admit it, dog. I'm, I'm, Come on, I'm playing. Look, I'm playing him right, and um, all of a sudden I turn around. And I'm I'm working. Oh. Boom, I'm, I'm steady hitting him in his in his in his in his, in his rib kidney shots. Boom! I'm just steady, and I'm working. I'm working him. So all of a sudden they come down. Now he had three guards. They were all your size, Rob. All of yeah. your size. They yep. were like you know five eight, five nine, and they were shooting threes from half court. They're the reason why they were oh, so good. Goodness. Come down, shoot three. Well, they come down right, and they call this play Trojan, Trojan, Trojan. Now he's at the top. He's at uh he's at the free throw line. And I'm guarding him. I'm like away from him because he can hit a little, you know, elbow jump shot. So I'm kind of guarding like this. All of a sudden he says, Trolls, he goes out, Trolls and Trolls and Trolls. So he goes to the corner of the free throw line and I hit him like this. And he spun around. He kind of hooked me. When he spun around, right. he took one step and he was at the rim and he was on his tippy toes, caught it in the air and dunked it on me. When he dunked it on me, I tried to block it. So mm. I go up and I jump high enough to just get all that into my face. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. You know, and it's like halfway through the game, so I'm Ugh. sweaty, too. I'm pissed. I want to fight now. I want to fight him. But I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it because, you know, we're playing in the game, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I yo, still remember. Yo, it, was actually, it, was actually on, um, it was actually on YouTube. I had him take it off. It was on YouTube. Brooks, again, John Dickerson's comment about you. Sean Bradley, look at this. <laughs> They were Mormon prophets. <laughs> they had already been on a. They had already Come been on a mission. <laughs> oh my god! Yo, look at this, Craig North, new podcast for Baird, Boobs and Junk. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Where are we oh going? My god. Man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, yeah. about watching boobs on primetime TV and stuff. I mean, what, oh, what in the world? Unbelievable. I can't Un- take it from you. Unbelievable. Oh, your mom, your mom's gonna be calling you again. Yeah, today, Mama man. Brooks. You better yeah, hope she's bro. not watching today, man. You get another call today. I don't think man. we've heard from her, which is rare. Well, so maybe something. Maybe she's busy. You better hope she's. She's actually. She's, she's. She's actually. Um, coming up next weekend. She's coming up next weekend. Okay. Right. Uh, to spend some time with you. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. I mean, um, my mom's like my mom's. Like, she's one of those wow. doomsday preppers. 
So you know, she like she's into canning. Like her whole, oh, you know, yeah. she has she has the basement. Her whole basement is full of canned food. She could probably live off. She could live down in that basement for about three years. Yeah, and not worry about coming out. I I know people like that. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Oh yeah, no question. Well, you uh-huh. know, you 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 brought up Mormons, but that's part of the Mormons' doctrine also that you have you should have at least a year's worth of food. Uh, so Andy, Andy, oh, yeah. Reed would, Andy Reed would tell me that all the time, you know, because he's Mormon. His wife yep. was Mormon, so he he became Mormon also. And yeah, he had when he lived in Philly, he had a pantry that he had a year's worth of cans good canned goods, um, just in case. I did yeah. not know that. You okay. got a year's worth of ribs, Diga? What's that? <laughs> you got to get your work. Heck no, the cost of meat right now. I'm gonna be out there shooting pigeons if I have to. <laughs> you kidding me? That's what I'm gonna be grilling, man. I can't afford all these ribs, man. Woo! Oh, my God. No, no, I'll hit some of these heavier stories in a minute. Let's do a couple on this date. All right, one of my favorite moments in sports happened on this day in 1990. On this day in 1990. What what part of the country did it happen in? It happened in Southern California. In fact, it happened in Anaheim. Okay, so it could have been in Anaheim. 1990, Anaheim. What month did it happen in, Rob? This date, not September. Oh, September. I should have been paying attention. September 14th, 1990. Wow. In Anaheim? Seattle Mariners against the California, Anaheim, Los Angeles, whatever the heck they were called in 1990, Angels. Oh, I'm lost now. I I can't even begin to guess. Griffey Sr. and Jr. went back to back. There you go. Oh, wow. There you go. First time that's ever happened. Last time that's ever happened. That, that's a great one. Yep. Yeah. Dad hit hit the, hit it first, and then Junior went yard right after. The I watched it on YouTube. The look on Senior's so Senior already hit it. He's in the dugout. He's yeah. watching, and then when Junior goes yard, he, it's kind of that look like it was. It was part. I can't believe my kid just did that. Part my kid just won up. He was kind yeah. of like, yeah. really like sort of one of the, it was a very funny look that senior had on his, on his face. It was, it was very cool. Imagine very cool. being a professional athlete and have, not only having the opportunity to play with your son, but knowing your son's better than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and, all, and that's you, knew, awesome. you knew by then he was. Yeah, Griffin awesome. Ken was like 20. Uh, junior. Yeah, yep. Crazy. Uh, so that was pretty cool on this date. Derek's favorite show, The Golden Girls, premiered. <laughs> yes, one of your all-time favorites. I could not watch that show, dude. I, was I like, can't either. That's when, not funny. I, when, I couldn't watch it. When my mom, my mom was in a nursing home, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, it was either like Golden Girls was on or like uh, The Rifleman, like stuff from like Westerns oh, yeah, you know, back yeah. in the day is just on, right? Because a lot of older so. people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh I, you know, like one day I'm just sitting there, like I was, she was eating and I'm just sitting there with her, just talking to her and stuff like that. And it's on, I'm like, this is, this is the worst show. I can't like, there's actually people who watch this. I couldn't even take one second of watching it. It was right. brutal. Anyway. Uh, all right. So that debuted. And what was it? Two, 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 uh, room two, two, two with uh, 222. Yeah. 22. Uh, that debuted as well. So right, yeah, it's funny, bear, you bring up those old Westerns. My father-in-law to this day, Every day in the afternoon, you know where you can find him in his bedroom watching Gunsmoke. Yep. Um, That's my what's, dad. What's some, what's that was my dad. Ones? Big um, John. Big have John. guns will travel. Yeah. Um, pa- Paladin. Paladin. Paladin is the other one. Paladin. Paladin. Yep. Where? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I still remember that. I'm telling you, man. My I, dad I, watched I, those westerns all the time, man. Same. Same here. Yep. Same here. Uh, also, this date, nineteen eighty-four. The first video music awards from MTV. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah. Yes. The first? Yep. The very wow. first one that they did, the like award ceremonies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's yep. unbelievable. 1984. All right, birthdays. Great birthdays today. Great birthdays. Uh, there are some good ones. Yeah, Sam Neill, uh, of course, from uh, Jurassic Park. He's done a lot of stuff, but Sam Neill. Oh no, no, you you didn't you didn't give his full name. What's his full name? His full name is Sir Nigel John Dermot Neal. Oh, he was uh, knighted because he's from New Zealand for his works and acting. He was knighted. Now the first time he turned down the opportunity. But the second time he he accepted it, so he's Sir Nigel John Dermot Neal. Oh wow! Okay, we're gonna we got the knight you, Derek Nino, Sir Nino. <laughs> I know my um, I know my my wife would like to knight me with a baseball bat yeah, sometimes. That's true. Can't argue that one. Uh, Nas <laughs> Nas is forty nine years old. Uh, I can't. I thought he was younger than that, but I guess that's uh he's been around for a while now. Dude, let 20. me tell you something. He's four. Yeah. He's forty nine, right? Forty nine. Do you have a, did you do you guys know how smart this dude is? He has an investment firm who's who's invested in a lot of these startup techs through the years. And so back in doggone it, I forgot to put the year down. He also um wait, startup companies and 40 Amazon paid him 40 million when they acquired the Ring Door company, uh the the, the doorbell company Ring and Pill Pack. I don't know what Pill Pack is. But somehow he had uh, investments in the company. He got forty million out of that deal. Jeez, good for him, man. He, you know, he's a really good investor too. Uh, Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Oh, he's yeah. involved yeah. in a lot yeah. of business. That yep. dude's a bill. Any close to a billionaire? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's done extremely well for himself. Yep, yep. Oh my goodness. Yep. yep. Uh, that's good. Good. Good information, Derek. Amy Winehouse would have been thirty nine. Uh, yeah, of course, man. died. Yep. Really 27 young. years old. Insane voice, man. Insane mm. voice. Uh lost her real young. Um, he won five Grammys in 2010 alone. Wow, that many? Yep. I didn't five. know that. I did not know that. See, uh, Rob, I'm just here to fill in the blanks, Rob. That's all I do. You're you're crushing it, man. <laughs> Our guy Jimmy Butler Buckets, is 30, 33. Bucket. Jimmy Buckets. Yep. They chose him over me. Yeah. I'll never forget. I'll never forget that line walking off. I they know. chose him over me. I know. Unbelievable. Uh, Melissa Leo, who's a really good actress. She's been in a ton of stuff. She's 62. Yep. She won an Oscar yep. for The uh, the Fighter, which is a Mark Wahlberg movie. She was really good in that. Uh, Larry Brown, former Larry Sixer Brown. coach. Yeah. LB is 82. He's still wow. coaching. He's helping out Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Like, th- is he's he really? About dude, he can't live without it, man. Yeah. He can't live without it. It keeps him young. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, wow. So he's still doing that. Uh, Tony Finno, uh, who is a really good golfer, uh, is 33 years old. Uh, what else you got, Gunner? I don't, my other ones are. Here, not here's great. one for you. Here's one for you. Oh, you got um, one? Yeah, I got one for you. Um, Andrew Lincoln, the guy from The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, yes. Dead. He's okay. a good actor. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, 48 today. Okay. I, he older guys, than that. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. I can't believe you guys missed the biggest one on the list. What was it? Deshaun Watson, 27 today. Wow. Deshaun Watson. Uh, do you remember? Now, you remember Joey Heatherton? Joey Back in the day, the, the actress. She was an actress and a dancer. She would make appearances on an old Johnny Carson show. She taught him how to do those exotic dances on a show one time. And some people thought it was uh, crude for back in the day, back in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. But she made a career out of it. And she was a good-looking lady back then. Okay. Um, she's she's still- 78. Okay. All right. 
And then uh, I can't pronounce his name. Robert, the dude that's on uh, Shark Tank, Rob Herbacek. Oh, I know the guy What's you're talking name? about. Yeah. Yeah, Shark I, Tank. Yeah. He um he here's what he did. He founded a company called Break Systems Can Canadian in Integrator for in in internet security software. He sold the company to AT and T Canada for thirty point two million dollars. Today it would be worth two hundred million. Jeez. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm I, I gotta find I gotta find I gotta I find some kind of invention because I love you guys, uh, but, I, <laughs> but I, look, I, 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 I gotta you. find something else, man. Because I don't blame you. I told you, I, I, I don't love hands, me that much. No, nah, yeah. if if I ever get my hands on that kind of money, you you gonna come on? You gonna come on in? Hey, everybody, welcome to Sports Day. D Gun has not been on all week. We have no you idea what happened him to him. We don't know where he is. Yeah, we're still trying to track him down. But he took his I'm, money. I'm gone. He's gone. I'm gone. <laughs> Don't blame you. I'm in a witness protection program at that point. Don't blame you one bit. All right, you let me throw this one. Me. Oh, what? yeah. I said, you couldn't get away from me. Yeah, you're right, because he called my wife and my daughter. Them snitches were telling me in a minute, yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> uh, no Keenan Allen for the Chargers on Thursday against the mm. Chiefs. He's mm. got a hamstring injury, so he is out. Um, that's what, yeah, obviously one of the downsides of the Thursday game is these guys just can't recover, you know, in time. Let me, so, let me ask you guys this real quick. And I, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, Rob. Yeah. Okay. So the chargers are playing two divisional games in a span of four days, Raiders, and then chiefs. They beat, if they beat, if they beat the Raiders, if they beat the chiefs Thursday night, how much do they move up in your power ranking? Uh, real far. First of all, it's hard enough doing that in a week, but yes, four days. yes. So, and no Keenan Allen, too? Yeah, like that's got to be taken in, into consideration. That, I mean, defense, sure. that defense is good enough to, to 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 make it really, really hard. On Patrick? On Patrick, man. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Hey, Bear, you got Patrick Mahomes throwing some passes behind his head. I know, man. I know. Back. He's like a magician, that, bro. Dude, let me tell you something. And they'll drop a few plays in the huddle that we've never seen. Yeah. We'll be talking about the wow factor behind some of these plays. That's gonna be a good matchup. Agreed. That game's in KC too. Oh, so that's, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be that's gonna be tough. Loudest stadium in the NFL. We'll do this more, I guess, tomorrow and Friday. But you have that game. Uh, all of a sudden, Washington and Detroit's interesting. Yes. Uh, Tampa, New Orleans, nice South clash right there. Um, New England. I, I, well, I think we'll have a better idea of what they are. They go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Baltimore. That game's in Baltimore. That's a really nice one right there. Cincinnati, Dallas, Dallas is, is going to have to, you know, roll with Cooper Rush at this point, unless they make I'm some kind of rush. And there's, there's some speculation uh, that they may take a run at Nick Foles. Really? I, I don't want to see Nick Foles in a Cowboys jersey, man. Man, if Cincinnati loses to Dallas, I'm off the, I'm off the Bengals wagon real quick. I don't think they're losing that game. I'm with you. But really? Think... Really? Because you didn't think that Seattle was going to beat Denver. <sighs> Yeah, I believe Cincinnati's better and no deck. I don't think so. Here's what I think we should do on Friday, Rob. We should pick our top five favorite games that we, we, we matchups we want to see on the, for the Sunday games. Yeah, and then pick every week. Should we should just pick one crazy? Yes. Wow, a, a like David, it. a David who could slay a Goliath. I love it. Upset City. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, we will do that. We'll definitely do that. Yeah, uh, for sure. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of really good games. I wanted to sneak this one. In. It's not a a happy note, but uh, Brett Favre, this story is awful, man. So he was allegedly got, they, they were funneling him $5 million from the state, the, 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 the Senator and the, the, whatever to build a volleyball, 
like stadium or, or like court. Right. His daughter was going to school there at the time. And I think she played volleyball and, and the money was supposed to go to like, you know, welfare folks and, and, and poor people right. in, in Mississippi, which is one of the poorest States in the United States. They have a problem with their water right now. They don't have yeah, water. They, they haven't had it for That's like three in, months in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. 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 Th- this is a bad, bad look. I believe, you know, Rob, this story's been out here for a while. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Favre made restitution on this. On some of it. On some of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But there, he denied that he knew that it was for a, a, a volleyball court. And there's texts now that, that he's basically talking about that in the text. Ah, so he okay. paid he back. Got yeah, they forced him to pay back like a uh, 1.25 or 1. something. 1.25. Like and and what he didn't pay back all of it. Then they went after him. Then he paid that back. Now they're going after him for uh, the interest as well. Oh, jeez. Um, it's like the IRS. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good look uh, for sure. So that's kind of it, – it, it's still unfolding too. Like you've had people fired. You've had people step down. Uh, he hasn't had – there's no criminal charges yet uh, against Favre. So we'll see how that uh, that plays itself out. But that's going to be definitely one to keep your eye on um, for sure. Uh, all right, so tomorrow the Eagles are back at practice after having that extra day because it's Monday night. They're back at practice. I mentioned we're going to have Shio Kapadia join us, but this is yep. tomorrow is when we start to turn the page and really look at the Vikings and look at that matchup. And you know, maybe we'll dig into some of the history of the Eagles and the Vikings because, of course, we know one of the biggest games in Eagles history is that NFC Championship game that was here. Can, can, do you guys remember who the quarterback was for the Vikings in that game? So wait, say it again. Which who was again. the Vikings quarterback in the 2017 NFC Championship game? I know, um, right? It's wait, funny. Wait, wait, wait. Give me the initial of the last name. K. Oh, geez, I'm sure. I'm uh, uh man. Kent Kenny? No. Sean McKen- McKen- No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm lost. Case Keenum. Oh, Case Keenum. Okay. Yeah, Case Keenum, and wow. they actually went up in the game. They were up seven nothing, and then Chris Long hits hits Keenum. Patrick Robinson picks it off, and and then the floodgates Gone. opened up. Yeah, yeah, and then Gone. they just put it on them after that. So um, we'll hey, do that. Don't forget, tomorrow. don't forget also uh, Gun on One coming back this week. Okay. Gun on One back this week. It will be on the Jacob Sports Media YouTube channel every week. Love it. Um, taping my first guest tonight. Can't tell you who it is, but just know it's a, one of my all time favorites. Awesome. Um, Yep, so that's coming up as well, man. I can't wait to get that's it back. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lie because I'm one of your all-time favorites. You didn't ask me, so it's not. Well, you are one of my all-time time. favorites. You are. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I, we, we rib each other about a lot of stuff. Um, No, John Dickerson, not my brother. He will not even be on the show this year. <laughs> not during football season. It ain't going to happen, Poor John. Marvin can't right make now. the show? What's that all He will all not about? be on the show this this season. <laughs> no, right. not happening. Not right. No. Gonna all right. Coming back, baby. All right, we got to roll. Uh, I want to thank Xander Krause producing Rob. all of you guys. All of you guys. In the, I'm going to uh, make me some the, pancakes right now. Do some pancakes in the chat yep. room. All of you guys listening, streaming, we appreciate you. Don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio with the National Football Show. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. Everybody, have a great Wednesday. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.